Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Rainbow Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. Today's episode, we chat to our current and former CEOs, we discuss the highs and lows of our Canberra trip, and we've got A-League previews and reviews. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? I'm alright. Still recovering. From, Canberra. from being sad. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, let's just go straight into the walkout song. But we're here, so let's do it. <laughs> this is a recent release. Laura's looking confused. This is a Fever 17 song. High and Low by Empire of the Sun. Good job. Definitely not Aaron's music, that's for sure. So we've gone from the high of Adelaide to the low of Wellington. Oh, well done, Josh. Oh, he's got it. He's absolutely nailed it. <laughs> he's nailed it and I don't even know the music. I'd like to thank my family and myself for this great moment and this award. Is that two in a row for you? Yep. I think it is. I'm just so good. What a difference a week makes, Sai. <sighs> Want to roll. Everyone, everyone was so happy last week and now everyone's just a bit right. sad. Oh, turn, that, turn that shit off. I like Empire this song. It's not, it's not a bad song. Leave it alone, dick. <laughs> right. Okay, so camera trip. News. Um, okay, Luke and I stayed in a hotel which seemed more like a room that you'd rent by the hour than by the night. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was <laughs> weird. <laughs> that was weird. And the toilet and the bathroom was something you'd find on a Boeing 747. And At um, least, in, no, well, that's not true because in an aeroplane, the sink is actually in the bathroom. Oh, that's true. The yeah. sink was outside the room near the window. The bloodstains on the wall added a nice red touch, though. <laughs> I yeah, thought that, was, that would <laughs> put a nice bit what? of colour. That was the weirdest bit. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you get for staying in, what, a 89-a-night place? Yeah. 95, I think, wasn't it? The old Ibis budget. And then the window, <laughs> like 90% of the time you stay at a hotel, the windows on a room either have a fly screen or you can only open the window well, a little bit. Open. This one just opened all the way out and it was just one step and you were out the window on from the third floor. So it was... don't think I'll be staying there again. Fair that, call. That's for sure. This is what happens when you book the room the day before you go, though. So, so there was legit blood stains on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Yep. <clears throat> Canberra. In the shower. Canberra, eh? Mm. Like 360 in the shower. There, there wasn't even enough room in the shower to get dressed. Let alone have a shower. Have they not cleaned the place in like twenty years? I don't think so. I don't think so. Is my this, my bed wasn't made. I didn't have. A I don't. Sheet. I don't know what you slept on, but it definitely wasn't a mattress. No, might have been a body bag. It was. It looked more like a body bag than a mattress. <laughs> staying, at my, staying at my sister-in-law sounds really comfortable did, now. Did uh, yeah. is there has Ivan Malat stayed at this hotel before? <laughs> it sounds Possibly. like it. It sound, definitely sounds like it. He probably could have afforded it. So. Right, well, when we got to the game, um, lots of W League fans were already there. Um, about 500 of them, left. 700 decided to leave. So that crowd figure of 5497. It's probably like 4 5. Yeah, high fours, I think. Yeah, it definitely looked low. So I think. That shit off. Jesus. <laughs> I let it play out. Um, <laughs> oh, and the ground so, announcer. Oh, yeah, like that yeah, oh we love we love the ground now. Paul Izo. Izo. Trent Barger. Trent Barger. Barger. 
I'd train barge ass. You think they'd at least <laughs> ask someone before they announce names? Or? He had no idea what was going on. And no he kept idea. saying, like, our Mariners and we. I'm just like, no, don't yeah, that do that. sort of made me cringe a bit. You're not, you're not, you're not one of us. Leave us alone. Oh, and the cannon was near us. I get why the away fans whinge when the cannon goes off. Scared the freaking it shit out of It scared the <laughs> shit out of us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Loud. I was very loud. What did it, when the teams walked out, the cannon went off. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting. Everyone, like, in the, in the, like, the ten of us in the bay like jumped three feet when that mm. cannon went off. And Come that on, that was the best. There was a lot of guns going off. Remembrance Day ceremonies, all that. Yeah. It was great. Well, it was probably the loudest thing that happened the whole game. Because there wasn't Easily. much other noise. True. There was uh, a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of weird singing from Ian in the bay. Yeah, it was. It was good. So speaking <laughs> speaking of in the summertime. Speaking of the crowd figure, um, Aaron. For those that don't know, is the lovely man that uh, hands out the loose cannons at the home games. Lovely's at, being nice. At the main gate. Thanks. Uh, so he went down and did the same thing in Canberra, like a good fan. So you saw some interesting things, which we've already spoken about, but nobody just, else is listening. Just, just a bit of, just a bit of um, that resentment that that Sean's alluded to, and uh, it, it was just clear to me that that people weren't really that keen on us being there. It was, mm. it was a bit of an impost on them. So I think that's why a lot of people left after um, the W League game. Um, most wearing green jerseys, and uh, it wasn't anything too offensive. It was just this sort of a an attitude that uh, why on earth would you people be here, and why would we be interested in watching you play? Um, so, and you know, yeah, they were not interested in us at whatsoever. No, no and uh, I mean, not care less. And mixed feelings because you know, if you if your beef is that you want to convince the FFA you deserve a team, then that's probably not the way to go about it. But on the other hand, it's really hard to to I guess be too critical of them because we're pretty precious about wanting to have our own team as our own team as well. So, so this you know this whole notion that a team from four hours away is a good gauge. Uh, on whether somewhere deserves a team or not is just incredibly stupid to me. It just drives me nuts. I think, I think a team would work in Canberra. I think it would, um, but I don't know. The FFA strategy is just, it's just all over the shop. I think expecting people to support a team from so far away and then judging it off that—it's like it's almost stupid. like telling us to go to like Wollongong and support the Wolves for. a for a game. Yeah. It's but just, it's, it's all, just stupid. It's, it's all wrapped around this theory of having a market of a million. And, and look, there's no doubt that if you want to implant a team into a market where there's a million free fans or potential fans, then that's certainly going to be where you can pick the low-hanging fruit. But to me, to some extent, it just seems lazy. It seems lazy to presume that the only ex- expansion that you can do is to expand into areas where it's relatively easy. We've seen how easily that worked for Western Sydney. What's a real challenge is to get the entire of Australia involved, not just the big cities. So um, how, if we have this, this lazy one million population attitude, how are we ever going to see a, a team from uh, Tasmania or a team from regional Victoria or a team from Darwin or a team from far north Queensland? Um, and and the same goes for the Jets and ourselves, that we neither of uh, those teams have a market that's big enough to meet the current FFA's um, you know, direction with a million fans. So, Do you think this is just Gallup's mentality? Like, we never saw an NRL team come to the coast, even though, you know, when you play NRL games up here, you get a decent crowd. I think it is, but I think that we get decent crowds for NRL games because there's so few of them. Uh, even I might, as a one-off... Well, so few A-League games in Canberra. 
that's true, but in this case, I think it was there really was a lot of evidence of that resentment. I'm not the only person who saw resentment amongst the Canberrans. Um, and, and the other part to that, or the other side to that, is that there was a really massive contingent of Coasties who went down there, and fair play to Huge. all of them. Um, yeah. Because those people worked hard for very little, and, uh, you know, I... I I think they can pat themselves on the back and feel good about it. But at the next game, there's no doubt the Canberrans are going to have to um, step up to the plate because there just won't be the kind of numbers that, that travelled this time. It's a Sunday night or Sunday evening. So, so yeah, there's a fair bit of work to be done before then. The active support um, capital punishment went to join us and they didn't. I think I saw two guys there or three guys there with a banner saying A-League for Canberra. Well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> if Sorry. only three of them show up. Yeah. The, there was a good-looking fellow behind us in the bay that looked like he'd um, experienced a bit of corporal punishment, but maybe not capital. <laughs> oh, the guy in the Wolfsburg kit, lead singer of Thirsty Mo. I thought it was like a North Queensland Fury jersey. I thought he'd walked off one of the bayous of southeastern, is it southeastern America, or, you know, off one of those um, fan boats or something, because uh, yeah, he was definitely a two-toother. <laughs> he, yeah, he spent the whole game, well, most of the game, just telling us how bad we were. And Which well, he wasn't yeah. necessarily wrong. <laughs> we and were bad. He's <laughs> you know, yeah. just pointing out the obvious. Shut up, mm. shut up, Captain. Obvious. But like this, this whole, this whole notion. I think the, the FFA's mindset is that every club needs to be a Melbourne Victory or a Western Sydney, where they've got eighteen thousand members and blah blah, and they get big crowds for every game, and they bring in all this sponsorship revenue. When it's not going to happen. You need to make a business model that works for smaller clubs, and they don't. We'll be talking about that later with um, Sean, so stay yeah. tuned for that. Um, do you want to get into the game straight away, or you want to do previews, reviews? Let's get the game over with. Please. All right, well, okay, the wind was absolutely horrendous. Gale um, force. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. The source borders had to come down. Um, the pitch was atrocious. I'm not surprised we played like shit, to be honest. No, it was it was like playing in Wellington, wasn't it? It was. That's mm. what suited. It suited, hard, suited them to a tee. Hard pitch, no grass on it, um, mm. blowing a gale. Uh, it yeah. played straight into the hands. It, yeah, it just was. It was perfect, really. Yeah, it was not from watching the Adelaide game and then watching the game on the weekend was like watching two different games, watching us. And the wrongness didn't stop um, for the entire game, really, because you know we get twenty minutes in and. And uh, young Galloway's injured, and we've got to make a replacement already. That was a huge loss. It yeah. was. He's torn his hammy from um, what I heard. Has he? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, that's not good. That means Neil's back to left back. Yeah. And, and there's I've issue number one with yeah. the first goal. I feel bad because it feels like every week we keep on talking about it, but you can't not speak about it. He just keeps on getting beat way too easy. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, and it seems a fair few of our fans blame Paul Lizzo for the first goal. Um, but, um, you know. If it wasn't for Paul, it would have been about 4 0. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. He made some fantastic saves. And even in that first goal, then the main thing that he did by coming out the way he did was force Krishna way wider than he really wanted to be, almost mm. so far wide he couldn't make the shot. And and uh, there's not much more he probably could have done when he's he's left in that situation where he's uh, got the fastest player on the pitch going one-on-one with him and um, our player chasing behind, then he's got to come out. He can't st- stand in the middle of the goals like a sitting duck. Yeah. So he's getting left high and dry by his defence. I think yeah. last season there was a lot of individual mistakes from him uh, that maybe weren't a direct result of the back four. 
but I think some of the goals we've conceded uh, this season, he's probably had to take evasive action, like in the Brisbane game, like in the game on the weekend, as a result of um, the back four sort of leaving him high and dry. And there was a distinct lack of intensity or or an appearance of a lack of intensity. And I think that's probably what Paul Ocon alluded to afterwards in terms of not what we expected. Mm. Um, but I couldn't help thinking that a little bit the pitch played into that as well. The pitch didn't get any water um, after the start of the W League game because there was a Remembrance Day ceremony after the W League game, etc. So it was probably the slowest pitch we'll have seen in a long time. So while it did look a bit like... Um, there was a lack of intensity. It was probably more so that we just couldn't get any ball speed going because the pitch seemed so slow. Um, to be fair, they're all excuses. In the second half, we actually did get the ball speed going a little bit better, um, but but didn't convert for us. So um, yeah, just Roy had a couple of chances that he missed. The one on the the turn, the volley on the turn, which he mm. just put put over, which obviously would have put us back into the game. But um, once again, I think I've said it before a lot of times that Roy just needs more service. Give Roy more service and he'll score. Yeah, he's definitely. He, he a just gets he just gets isolated too many times. And the amount of effort the guy puts in, yeah, like he, he, just exactly. he works his ass off. Yeah. And I, I think McBreen said on on Twitter that if Roy was in a better team, he'd, he'd get the golden boot. Which, and I tend to probably agree with that. It's hard to doubt. You know who we could use right now? Him, a McBreen. <laughs> yeah. True. It's that number. It's that number ten Blake Powell spot at the moment. We've said it. We keep saying it. We say it every week. Powell, like once again, Powell isn't a bad player, but he's just not a number ten. Yeah, he but tries and tries and tries, but it's just he, do, not he doesn't have like an effect on the game. Really, yeah. I, like, has Powell been really a, a focal point of an attack? Mm. All season, I forget that so. he's out there. Half the yeah, time. so do yeah. I. Yeah. But but what about when we made changes to that? Because the, the change this weekend was for Power to come off, Liam Rose to come on, and it looked to me like what we did was push Monty forward to have two tens and um, Mickey Tavares to work behind them. Maybe a bit of rotation going with that, but I, I didn't think that that helped us get more cut. I didn't think that gave us the creativity that I we really it was, needed. It was probably too late by that point. I think maybe that the but confidence was Trent already came gone, on and then yeah. once again when, close to the end. when Trent came on down that wing, hmm. we looked a lot more likely, and he set up Roy for uh, Italiano, made a pretty good save to hmm. deny Roy from a Trent cross. So, and Ocon yeah. said post game that Trent could very well start this week, which I probably would start him. Try to and dropping Fabio is a big call. Yeah, I I I don't think Trent should have lost his spot in the first place, really. When Fabio came back, I no, think it was Trent a matter of sort of history, wasn't it? That, yeah, that Fab was the holder, so so it felt like that had to happen. But yeah, I I, I, I tend to probably maybe disagree with that. I still think probably start Fabio, Fabio and then have Trent come on seventieth minute, fresh legs, running at a tired fullback. Yeah, which could definitely benefit us. Yeah, it could easily work either way. If, especially he'd be, he'd be going off up against Hoffman, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's but a fire. He can up. run. He could run past Hoffman easy. <laughs> I, think I, I could run past Hoffman <laughs> yeah. quite but easily. But a fired-up Fab can also perform that. <laughs> exactly he's, right. He's quick and yeah. elusive. And, uh, and maybe the derby is perfect bench, for him. Maybe. He's the only sort of X factor that we have, although he hasn't been that good probably since the start of last season. Could be something that Paolo can use to make competition there and uh, you know fire Fab up. Do you think... Yeah. I, I don't... Not that the atmosphere at home is like anything to write a book about, but do you think that playing at that ground with that crowd had an effect yes yeah, definitely yeah absolutely yeah. Canberra yeah, yeah an unknown ground yeah because it was just I don't know we were so far away from that field even is there a word less than atmosphere because solace yeah. yeah 
Solace. Solace is a good word. Solace is a good way. It was somebody it. else's word that was posted on social media, but it was a great description because the, Mob, I, I, yeah. I can't recall there being a cheer that related to an event on the pitch. I'd no, even no. if we scored, everyone just probably would have. Would have been there. like a golf clap, exactly. Just like, a, oh, that was that was that was a nice goal. Everyone was there to watch a spectacle, and it didn't happen. No, yeah, and, and it really didn't happen. And 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 it was doubly bad for us, I guess, because it didn't seem to me that we really followed our game plan. And I presume that you know Paolo thought the same thing. It's I, I think Phoenix stopped that. us from playing our game plan. Well, they did. It's, def- it's definitely frustrating how like all the momentum that we got after the Adelaide win totally washed away. Yeah. It did, but the Phoenix were clever about this because uh, everyone writes them off about play- playing two up front because I think they're the only team that do it these days. Um, but they play two up front and they play them quite wide. And they had half their team missing as well, which is anno- another annoying fact that yeah. we didn't, well, we didn't so take the, more advantage that, of it. But the players that are coming... They still in, had decent players to come in. Well, yeah. they don't, plus that, they want to play for their position. Yeah. The play, like They want to give Merrick something to think about when the rest of them come back. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to give a lot of credit to Ernie for the game plan because it wasn't necessarily the players that the players on the pitch were any better than the guys that we have it was it all came down to the game plan I think and they executed it perfectly and I, and I reckon it was a super simple game plan but to mm. me it looked like because at the front end they had the 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 right resources still to to be effective their front four Watson uh, Krishna uh, Bonavasia and uh, who, who else did they have over on the right? They had, they had a good front four. So it was defence was where they you know might lack a little bit. Um, so their game plan was clearly to counter-attack and uh, clearly to put balls in behind our central defence um, so that Krishna could get onto those uh, in behind. And, and it worked a treat for It was a masterclass by Krishna, really. Yeah, and it was noticeable, that, especially in the second half, that because we possessed the ball more and we pressured them a bit more, every time they got the ball, their first thought without even looking was to punch a ball in behind our central defenders mm. and hope for Roy Krishna to be running for it. And he was every time. Because uh, he, he easily outpaces McGing and... Uh, well, especially when we need to turn and run. Yeah, exactly. 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 Which is again. Well, speaking of Fatty, I find that he gets caught out of at a position more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's been an issue. He has. I. I it's. I don't know. It's weird. because I, I feel like after the nightmare that was the Perth game, um, he's actually gone alright since then. But yeah, there is a few times. On and where off, yeah. There is a few times where you go, "What are you doing? And why are you?" There. Why so far upfield when you when should be back? He clearly shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I just don't think he can, he can. He can't read the game. Mm. If I think if you watch the second goal, um, our defence is just all over the shop. It's I don't know. It doesn't even really resemble a back four. Like it's just the, was it the second goal where Storm? It was so skew if Storm. Who, Storm were caught like ball watching. Yeah, they got caught ball watching massively um, for the tap in. Um, he was sort of just running back. That and sweaty just, goal. Just watched. Just watched that was a score. cute goal. It it's, was, an, it's annoying it's a that we conceded goal. a goal like that, though. <clears throat> when it should, it shouldn't ha- that shouldn't happen. And meanwhile, while they're playing their simple game plan and punching those balls in behind our central defence and getting onto them, then we didn't seem to follow any of the game plans that we've had in the past. We had this, we couldn't find our wide men because of their two strikers cutting that off. So we seem to be lobbing balls at our wingers, which is way away from. Fatih was doing that a lot. Way away from pumping any game in long plan balls that, for that, some reason. That we yeah. Have. So. Um, I think it was everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. It was like the hopeful ball. It's like remember when when Adelaide Adelaide started doing um, long balls to Enrique, a five foot five Enrique, yeah. at the back end of games. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's not going to work well. I think that was with us with our 
just putting in balls, hopefully hoping something would happen when nothing happened. Yeah, I think everything just went sort of wrong on the weekend, and hopefully it's just a blip. We need to turn it around for this this weekend. If you want to see, sure. it, if you want to see it as a positive, um, you know, catching up with the boys after the game that was tough. Yeah, they were pretty gutted when yeah. they came over. It was <laughs> they were gutted. quite evident. So let's hope that motivates them highly for this weekend. If if that's if we had to endure a poor that poor result for this week for a big win, then it's obviously going to be worth it. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, youth lost on Sunday, two one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We're all there. We were all there. Uh, powerful yeah. display. It started well when uh, when Lockie Wales yes. scored. No, it didn't start well. We nearly conceded two in the first five minutes, and we scored in the sixth. Oh, besides that, besides besides that, <laughs> I'm talking about our goal. Lockie Wales scoring, like with the tapping at the at the yeah, back post. I'm goal. thinking mm, we might we might win this one easy, but Pierce played well. IOS came, yeah, he did. Few, well, we should have won. Few swears, few swears from him. Yeah, he likes to get angry, which is good. Loves a few swears. Um, great it. penalty save. Yeah, Was. he did make a very good stop from a penalty with his legs, um, which is expected when he's about eight foot five. <laughs> and uh, um, and Jimmy asked him if he was playing the Jets game. He said no. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> he's a lot louder than Izzo. Because he, he, he actually talks, Izzo yeah. doesn't really talk. This is definitely improving. But having having watched him for youth, sort of, uh, I think he was two in, years might ago. have been in there two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, and then playing for the MPL as well, he's definitely come a long way. So I think um, I don't know what's happening with Hewitt Bell at the moment because he wasn't on the bench for youth or anything. So I haven't seen him lately. So um, Pierce potentially could be pushing for that spot. He was on the bench the other week, so you never know. But it was a disappointing start though because. The AOS have routinely been the whipping boys in the youth comp for a while because they're all they're all about sixteen. Yeah, they're all they're all a bit younger. Yeah, all out of the AOS. Before they get signed off, might be a different different story this season. And we had uh, Ashcroft played ninety minutes, gave away the penalty, which was never a penalty, I don't think. But from our um, position, it didn't look <laughs> like a penalty. He yeah. trapped the ball, and the guy kept running and fell over him. Yeah, yeah, the referee was wearing blue, and I think he was definitely going for AOS, but. Conspiracy. So we, had, we had youth conspiracy. We had Ascroft, Peterson, uh, Adam Berry, Steve White. We had a really good squad. And, Peterson, uh, what a guy! We did it was he was it was the bloke that came over to yeah. us after the game. I knew yeah. come over, said hello. I love him, but he did make the mistake for the second goal, which uh, let the AIS take the lead, uh, which was a misplaced header back to Adam Pearce, and the AIS guy just ran straight on it and scored. So it was a disappointing start, but hopefully. Um, was that the guy that prayed? Hopefully that pick up. Oh, he prayed to the crowd, He scored yeah. and then come in, and then he came and did a knee slide right in front of us. Glorious cow. It was really embarrassing, but we um, let him. Know he we did. Like he did that it on purpose. Windy. It was windy than the Saturday. Oh, it was windy as oh. shit. It was cold. <laughs> it was like as a friggin' well. cyclone. That was the difference. It was cold and windy. It was as cold opposed and windy. to warm and windy. Yeah, but I'm I don't know. Say something about you, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Again, what? <laughs> say something about me. <laughs> The old bloke coming out of you. Um, right, Savage did not help matters um, before our game. Um, he put fuel on the fire with some comments leading up to to the weekend's fixture. Um, Sean tried to address these, um, but we still get a lot of comments about them up until now. What are your thoughts? Well, it was sort of a rehashed article, for, rehashed article from about a month ago. Um, about the finals games being taken in camera, but it won't happen. It simply won't happen. But it just there's 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 no freaking there's, way it'd happen. Just don't suggest it in the first place. 
that's my thing. I just don't believe that we can. I, I believe that we can run the gauntlet and stay sensitive. So, in other mm. words, we can promote what we're trying to extend into, expand into, at the same time as not kicking ourselves in the shins by upsetting people around here. And I don't think comments like those represent that. I don't really like this Ivan bloke, eh? He seemed like I a nice enough fellow. I saw him down there and I, I, I don't know him. Did he call us the Capital Coast Mariners? According to the same journalist who wrote this story. <laughs> Fantastic. But then he he did say after the game that um, he thinks that um, we'll pull about 10000 for the Adelaide game. <laughs> because... He is deluded. No, hang on. The reasoning was is because Adelaide's from Australia and because they will travel more. He's still deluded. That's the joke. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's. Um, I don't know. I don't know what planet. The crowd is, will be even worse because it's a Sunday. Yeah, I don't know what planet is living on, uh, but definitely won't get ten thousand. And won't even be ten thousand combined for the two games. And I would. Have Can you even fly direct Adelaide to Canberra? I don't know. You probably probably could. You probably have to charter a flight. It's going to yeah, cost an arm and a leg. I don't think we should be worrying about the away fans, should we? If we're going to have a match in Canberra and we're going to try and uh, extend our brand down there, don't we want Canberrans to turn up? Yeah, if your reasoning is that we're going to get a bigger crowd because of the away fans from Adelaide, uh, I think that probably uh, probably uh, says uh, enough for itself. 8,000 Adelaide Adelaide people are going to travel for it, are they? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... (laughs) You're right, you need tissue, mate. <laughs> just sneezed, mate. Oh, nothing. Some more news we didn't get to last week. <clears throat> we ran out of time. Uh, Peter Story has announced he'll be leaving us in the coming weeks. Now, he joined just under two years ago in December 2014. And um, I know he's had a bad rap everywhere he goes and a bad reputation, Portsmouth, etc. But, um, look, the, the decline of our club... You right, Mara? The decline of our club will show a correlation between, you know, that and him being here. I don't think it's exactly the causation. And I think the reason for him leaving is um, when we spoke to Story last year, he told us that him and Charlesworth picked the, the players that come to the club. Yeah, or had the final say at least. Yeah. So I think Ocon doesn't want to borrow Definitely that. Definitely didn't want that to happen. No, and Charlesworth isn't going to put money into Ocon only to tell him, look, mate, Hit me and Story are picking the, the, the players that come. Yeah. So that's where it's broken. I think that's why Story's leaving. And on top of that, we won't see anything to do with er, anything to do with Redknapp coming to the club or um, helping us or anything. Story was the only link that Correct. Redknapp had. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we said it before. Wormsley was a great guy, uh, but I think he was just simply just answering to Story and Charlesworth. So he wouldn't have really pushed back uh, to anything that they. Would have um, wanted wanted him to do so. I think Ocon seems like the kind of guy to not take orders from someone. Stand like, his own ground. Yeah, from a person like a story type. Um, so when it came down to it, I think it, whether it was story or Ocon, the obvious answer is going to be story. So you know he has, like you said, he has a lot of haters uh, for a lot of probably good reasons, but he did clear out uh, some of the deadwood. In the office, and the office has never been better. And a so. massive amount. Of, well, I know it wasn't Story that did it, but I think he helped Charlesworth clear out a lot of debt. And yeah. there's probably a lot of people that look look back and go, "Well, we had profit in the previous seasons." But as Moral will tell you, we've looked at um, the annual report. You can tell, mate. 
We've we've talked plenty of times about, you know, we've heard plenty of times that we've made profits in the past and, and there has been a year in the long distant past where we did make a small profit but early in the A-League then there was a lot of money from the government invested into A-League teams and ours was no exception. In fact we might have even been the beneficiaries of more than some. Things like the MAA Arrive Alive campaign that was on in the first couple of years, first few years. Uh, on top of that, the Energy Australia, um, I don't think it was called Mariners Mates originally, was it? But it's, it was the equivalent and there was a quarter of a million that uh, went into that for a number of years. Those things were start-up only and uh, came to an end. So, so sure, during uh, probably about the third year or fourth year from memory, there was a small profit turn courtesy of those large amounts of incoming sponsorships from, or grants or whatever they might have been from government. Um, but to say that we've ever been a profitably run business would not be all that truthful in my opinion. So, you know, we needed to do that. So if that's what Peter Storey's achieved in the time that he's been here and he's managed to get out the door without causing too many of the controversies that he's blamed for among other fans or other football fans, then, uh, you know, fair play to him. And in, in some respects, he might have provided a little bit of a buffer between the owner and the club um, that, that has been beneficial for us for that short period. So, you know, he, d- he didn't drag us to where um, Portsmouth um, were dragged. So, Thank God. Uh, and and Thank I think God. now, you know, we could do without the additional layer of management for a variety of reasons. If mm. nothing else, it might be that uh, I, I don't imagine that he was doing it out of the goodness of his, of his heart. So No, I there, think now we're saving few, probably a lot more money. Exactly. There's a few bucks that Charlesworth doesn't have to pay. Anyway, so Thursday night, City beat Jets 2-1. Fornaroli getting a double and proving that he's a class above. Freak. Absolutely. How good was that Mile, second goal? Miles and miles away, the best player in the league. Yeah, I've seen, I think, was it Ray Gatt yesterday said that Ninkovic was the best player in the league? Mm. He's on drugs. No, Ninkovic is very good, but he's not Fornaroli level. Fornaroli is the best player in the league by country mile. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen, if someone else mentioned it, but I don't think we've seen a finish like that second one in the A-League period. Mm. That second, I, that I tweeted. Bowling. I tweeted after the goal. I thought I said Barisha is easily the best striker in the league over a duration of time, but Fornaroli is the best right now. Period. Yeah, for sure. And if he continues on that for the rest of this year, I think he'll go above Barisha. And uh, do you think he's going to stay beyond this season? Well, he's signed a. I think he has signed a multi-year deal, and he'd be on a lot of money. And now he's at a club that can pay that money. Yeah. There's no real reason for him to go anywhere. Exactly. If, if, he, if, he, if he sticks he around for another two seasons, he could be. Yeah. Any, it could be anything. And look what he's got around him. He's, in this game, he was fed by what's his name, Fernando Brandan. Is that his name? Mm. Um, awesome great, little great player. Ball, oh. Awesome little player. Great ball. For Absolutely. He's a, he's a beautiful shape he's a on that ball for the little, first little goal. Di- he's a little diver though. Don't, I I don't like how he's a diver, but <laughs> he's a yes, little diver. He is, he is, he is a good diver. he is a good player. I'll, I will definitely admit that he's a good player. But he weird needs, haircut. Don't he did, lay down on and the ground. And a shit winking. haircut. <laughs> a very shit haircut. <laughs> He, he, he needs to get the di- he needs to get that diving shit out of his game. Well, well while be, he's be over on the left doing a bit of diving, then over on the right hand side we have Bruce Camel feeding the same thing from the other side. So, yeah, um, exactly. They're, they're looking super. They're, yeah, I'm. I you know I think last week was a blip for us, but if we play them in that sort of form, and because Jets have got so many players, yeah, out. I'm scared of what they're going to do. Newcastle has got so many players out as well. Yeah. Oh, and Nordstrand's miss from like a yard out. Oh, that was cool. How good. That, that was, was awesome. If he, if, he, was if, he, if he tried that a million times more, he'd get, he'd, he would not be able to put it over. I can see why he put it over. 
What, a, or the pace of the ball. Coming, was good no, pressure the from defender the defender coming straight in. Yeah. Yeah. And I reckon he's watching him and just taking his eye off the ball and oh. yeah, skied it. Just got to get amazing, It's on an it. amazing clearance, that's for sure. Yeah. Did City a favour. <laughs> um, so the, the game on Friday night, Adelaide at home against Brisbane. Um, one all. Adelaide again showing that they're not very good. Brisbane took their foot off the pedal, surely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. Brisbane probably should have probably should have won the game, but credit to Adelaide for coming back into it and Theo stuffing up for their goal. I I still can't work out what he was doing for that goal. Yeah. I just It went straight through him, didn't it? I don't even know. I think it looked like he was sort of trying to push it away, but it just stopped the thing. It looked like he was thinking about his next holiday. Yeah, well, he should be. It was one of those nights for him, though, wasn't it? Because he should be back on the bench. Because shouldn't, shouldn't uh, Adelaide have had another goal when he dropped the ball? Arguably. I think Brisbane missed McLaren a lot. They yeah, missed they a finisher. Because yeah. they, did, they didn't play with the striker, did they? Did they play false nine? Yeah. yeah. Well, before our game on the weekend, obviously, I was hoping that Brisbane would win to keep Adelaide down. Um, and after our result... Didn't um, matter as much. Yeah, not as much, but um, yeah, I don't know. But Adelaide's still the only winless team in the <laughs> leagues in left. Yeah, they did is, very well. Yeah. They did very well to come back, but they still didn't look good. But I think Brisbane again had an off night. I think they just sort of they just sort of stopped. I don't know. It's just weird. I think do they, they might have just thought, oh, we're away from home. We'll just settle for the point. Point's not too bad. I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just. It felt strange. like there was no ur- urgency at the back end of the game either for any team. Like, neither team looked like they wanted to win it. Nah. So I think I think a draw was probably the fairest result. Yeah, I think so. Okay, the game following ours was victory at home against West Sydney. Victory getting up three nil. Easy win for the Vark. Western Sydney. Wanderers in trouble. Didn't look very good at all. Yeah, I'd have to say that uh, all of that talk about Melbourne Victory finishing behind us, I think I may have to switch Western Sydney with Melbourne Victory. <laughs> you can't do that now. You've already said it. No, uh, that's, that's set in stone now. I did not cast it in stone. You I said did. I'm, I'm, I am... It is on the forum. You can't change that. <laughs> I did not say that they will finish well, behind us. people have said that you said that. I am auditioning them to finish behind us, and they were failing my audition Turn on, up, on the weekend. Western Sydney... Western Sydney, they are dire at the moment. It's not so much that they're bad. It's just that they've got um, consistency problems. They play some good football and they look ugly. They don't look like a team. They don't look... No, a team of they individuals. Yeah, yeah, they look like a team of, of and the, the, the fan, And the fans are uh, a rare breed, so they're not very happy either. <laughs> yeah, they Should just... have had a pen, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How was that not a penalty? When they played the replay... When... A million percent penalty. Because we, we missed most of the first half getting back to the pub, but when they replayed that, I thought... That's did we get like get to the pub? Did we like get to the day. pub as soon as that happened? I think like so. Five yeah. minutes after, yeah. yeah. It was Mitch a dead Austin. set nailed on. Oh, pain. how good was seeing Austin's goal? Just not offside. Oh, absolutely no. He was he was he was way on side. <laughs> but to see side. it, to, but to see it not given was really really funny. And that 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 would have been a massive goal as well to put him up, put him what two 0 up just before half time. Mm. They still won easily, but. It could have been even more in the second half because they would have had even more momentum. Yeah, the Wanderers are no good, which sort of makes that game against them for us the other week sort of more frustrating because I feel like we probably should have taken more advantage of them because um, I still don't think victory are that great, but they just easily tell them up. What do you think so. of um, their new the new German guy, B-Star? Class. He looks all right when he comes Seems on. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which good. Um, I don't know about Austin getting his spot back. Yeah, did you um did you see all oh, the comment? Was it commentators were like, oh, it wasn't a very good finish 
from the from the German girl. But it was just a smart finish. He just, just needed. Yeah. He just he needed to, to put. It. He just placed it. It was like a back pass, and it just yeah. sort of rolled in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I he nodded. He nodded. Clisby. I thought it was a smart finish, not a not a weird finish. But you're right about Austin, though. There, there is a bit of trouble there with Beister, Beister, whatever his name is. Coming, and he, and then he, in. and Austin got subbed as well for Ingham, and Ingham came on and like set up a goal straight away, mm. and and was good for it. But to yeah. me, their best player was Kalfeller, and I think he yeah. um, fits into that Austin spot. I think a lot of a lot nicely. Of, a lot of the victory Slake. fans were playing. Kalfeller was played his best game in like two years. Yeah, because you would have if you watched all the victory games this year, you would have hardly noticed him, whether he was on the pitch or. When he came off the bench, Kafala. Uh, yeah, yeah. This has been his best game, and, yeah. and it was looking like he was heading downhill. But to me, this was his best game of the season, and a, a bit of a, you know, mark in the sand. So Austin will have to work hard to keep his spot. Good. Last game of the round: Sydney at home against Perth. Sydney breezing past four-one. Third game in third game in the season. They've got four goals. Yeah. Um, can someone hurry up and take points off Sydney? Because I, I had so underestimated them before the season. I thought they were going to be. Barely top four, but <laughs> Do you six wins in a row. Cap or not? Nah. For what to pay Ninkovic and Bobo? I don't buy into the cap and Simon? theories. <laughs> and Simon, <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon on like completely minimum wage. Yeah. Sydney, is but scary. to be fair, when when Maddie came on, he actually like yeah. played pretty well. Put in a good, good, put in a few good balls, and then played set up well. Brosk for the last goal. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Melbourne City is scary, but Sydney are almost equally scary. They are, yep. And who is going to stop them? I mm. don't think City are. Are they going to keep them? No. Are they going to keep? Are they going to play like that for the whole season, though? Sydney? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Because at the same time, I think City are showing that they they look good, but they still have so much more that they can deliver. So I think they they've got a lot of potential. Do you think there. maybe Sydney's peaked too early? They've peaked at the start of the season and might drop off a bit towards the back end. I don't know. It's tough. Jeez, you'd, tough. you'd really be looking to be critical to find that about him. Yeah, you? they've been fantastic. You can't really. I think, I think Ryan Grant's probably the best wing back in the comp at the moment. Yeah, well, I think that's what puts them probably above Melbourne City is their backline. Yeah, mm. agreed. Because there's still a lot of questions over and Melbourne Vukovic. City's defence. I'm, I'm still salty. Yeah. I'm still salty over Wilco, thinking, oh, imagine what Wilco would have done for our backline. Yeah, that would have been nice. But, but a yeah, lot of but, consistency. but yeah, Vukovic as well. Will Wilkinson. Even even Germans play decent, and that's weird. Yeah, I've hated German forever. And but when you look through when, that, but when he's got Wilco next to him, it's hard to play bad. Yeah, when you look through that Sydney lineup, there's not a bad player there. Which, hey, how about that? And that, that's what, that's one of that's what one of Sydney's like be, best parts of the of their team is the depth. When they've got what Dimitrovic on the bench, what's their bench? Simon Jan Yedovic. Jan mm. Yedovic is pretty hard done by to lose his spot. There's a lot of rumours he might go to Western Sydney. Which will be hilarious. It would be. Mm, would be wouldn't mind one of the funniest things happening though. I wouldn't mind if he came here, considering he's given the RBB the finger and said things in the past. Um, if he goes there, was that when the Santa Lab thing? No, uh, was that was might have been, but he has sort of made some gestures. He's, I think he's pretty sure he's done it to us before at Sydney away. Um, but if he goes to Western Sydney, that'll be hilarious because they need to keep it desperately. Redmayne, Redmayne's so bad. How's about that um, that uh, defending to let uh, Ninkovic buy for that first goal? Oh. Oh. Liam Reddy. <laughs> Shades of Tommy Liam Rogic. Liam friggin' Reddy. <laughs> Shades of Tommy Rogic running it into the net against Sydney that uh. night when we had the 7-2 result. I want to blame Liam Reddy as much as the next person. It was, But that was Julbich's Partially, fault. yeah. Julbich had a dead set nightmare 
at right back. He was just getting carved up everywhere. We all love Kenny, but what the hell was he thinking playing Drillbitch at right back? Drillbitch is not a right back in the least. He hardly makes a bloody decent centre back. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what he he's was too thinking. Old, he's too old and slow to be a wing back. Yeah, it just did not work. He just absolutely got smashed. It was funny to see side. Reddy going out scrambling for that ball, though. It and was. It just disappeared. It was, which he's done for us, unfortunately. But, mm. um, yeah. Sydney, like... Sydney are good enough to score by themselves not and not to gift them a goal. Yeah. Well I like the chuckle there. I like seeing Reddy on the back of a hiding. Uh, we're joined by Laurie McKenna. How are you, Laurie? I'm good, boys. How are you doing? Good, good. Very good. Now, it's been a while since I've seen you around these traps. Um, we're going to be coming up there and invading your stadium. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because, um, you know, if the rivalry over the last 12 years has been great. And obviously, the first five years, I was a big part of that. And... Um, it was real emotional times. It was a bit of a roller coaster at times, and you know, it was that derby atmosphere was something special. And over the last few years, I think it's actually fell away. Um, I think it's quite tame now. You know, derbies are renowned for tackles and the hatred that used to be there. And to be fair, it's not been like that. Um, and it would be great if we can re-engage that and get that rivalry between. Newcastle and the coast again and if I can help that in any way I'll, I'll be glad to assist Do you think that has something to do with A-League being so small and all the players knowing each other? I, on the park a little bit but they're always rivalry and the big thing is the will to win you know in you know, 50-50 tackles whether it's a, a derby game or, or just a normal game you still want to win that ball but I think I, I don't think because you go to Scotland they play each other four times and they, you know, they still kick each other um, I think it's the fans. It's driven by the fans. I think, and if the fans, the, the passionate ones who get behind it, they can they can make it special. And, and over the years, we had some very special times um, from both sides. You know, obviously Newcastle won the grand final 2008 and disappointed our fans. No, our fans. It was our fans, but the. Um, the Marmers fans um, for, for beating us 1-0. You can say they're our so, fans, uh, Laurie. We know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about, obviously, with the introduction of Western Sydney and Melbourne City as well, do you think that uh, the game's sort of been knocked down the pecking order a bit? And sort of, do you think that FFA sort of act like they don't really care about it anymore? I think I think in the national game, probably FFA, yeah, because you can get 60,000 people in the Sydney Derby, 40,000-plus in Melbourne, but I don't think that matters because they might have lost focus in the F3, I still call it the F3 derby, but for the fans of Newcastle and, and the Marmers, I think it can still be the derby. It can still be our derby, the main derby. We we can make it what we want. And if we if we start getting back to getting big crowds, and I think the initiative of the Marmers and the Jets, which was before, before I came on board with the Jets, about full members and being able to go and free at the opposition's going, I think that's a fantastic thing. And um, if that helps generate the crowd, and obviously if we can get up 10, 12,000 people um, crowd for the weekend, it'll, it'll be a great buzz in the place. Because I know at Blue Tongue or Central Coast Stadium, when you used to get around about that 10,000 mark, that was 
that was the crowd that generated a special atmosphere there. And um, it would be great if we can get up to with over 11 for the Sydney FC game. If we can get 11 or 12 for the Derby game, we are a big travelling support for the Mariners. I think we can make that Derby game special again. Yeah, definitely, Laurie. And Sean here, and um, uh, this is really important, isn't it, for both clubs? We... Um, uh, we, we bring this derby back to back to life, um, then it means so much for the long term because our our time slot will be better because we'll be able to go back to Fox and FFA and push harder to get uh, to get the right time slot in the draw um, and also the oh, broadcast will go up. So many of the fans up here, Sean, say, oh, we've got too many Sunday games. We know we've got too many Sunday games, but until we're creating bigger TV audiences or getting bigger crowds, we can't do nothing about it. You know, we, we just have to take what we're given and both clubs, I know from both sides, the clubs are in battling for the Saturday nights and the, Sunday, uh, the Friday night games, but FFA just look at the figures and, and that's what we're given and TV dictates so much of what happens, but I think, personally, I think between the two clubs, we can start trying to generate that between the fans, the players, and let's make it a spectacle again that people want to watch on TV, people want to come to the game, enjoy the atmosphere, the banter and, and you know, Hutch Hutch was a great one for years because the Newcastle fans love to hate Hutch and the Mariners fans hated Joel Griffiths, you know, and there were these rivalries over the year that probably started when Nick Merger broke Andrew Durante's leg in the first derby game in the World Club qualifying competition in, um, I think it was May 2005, you know, on the halfway line, you know, it was a bad tackle, it was a late tackle, but um, I started igniting that kind of hatred. Um, a big talking point here at the moment, obviously, is games being moved, uh, especially after the weekend's game. Um, and also this year, you guys are moving a game up to Coffs Harbour. Um, from your viewpoint, I guess, what's the reasoning for the Jets sort of moving that game? Because I guess sort of in a weird way, both clubs are in the same sort of boat where um, they both probably need bigger home crowds and they're sort of both smaller clubs and maybe need to move games for certain reasons. Yeah, but the FFA had made the FFA were running the club when the decision was made. We never knew it was going to be Melbourne City and the Tim Cahill show, so we never knew that. Um, it was penciled in for late in the holidays. Northern New South Wales were a big factor in that as well because of the amount of players who played football up there. As when the draw came out, it couldn't have been any worse because Tim Cahill, he's not going to play a game at um, Hunter Stadium at McDonald Jones Stadium because he's. We only play them once at home, and it's, it's going to be in Coffs Harbour. So the circumstances couldn't have been any worse for us, you know. But we have to we have to just make do. We've had a few fans who are upset about it, but I think they understand now. When you go through the how it was all picked, how it all came about, and it wasn't the club wanted to play one game as the Mariners have over the years. They played in Canberra before. Um, you know, it's a financial. I spoke to. Sean briefly the other day and a game with Wellington's probably the lowest drawn at home you, you lose a lot of money on that game so taking games like that away you can actually maybe generate some cash for the club and the fans sometimes don't look at the business side of things, why decisions are made but I don't think playing one one, one game away from home does any harm, the only thing for us is Tim Cahill's not going to play in Newcastle so 
we've got a lot of fans who are upset because of that. That's right. They can come to the New Year's Eve match just down the road. They can come and see him here. That'll be right. I'll be honest. I don't think I he'll come anyway. <laughs> he, won't come, he won't come to that well, one either. I'll be down. I'll be down at that one, Sean. I'll be coming down with the grandkids. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that's right. And I know the grandkids will be wearing Mariners jerseys, mate, so that's all good. They'll they'll definitely be wearing Mariners jerseys because they're still Mariners fans, but the deal's been done that when they come to the Jets game, they'll wear Jets gear, and when they come to the Derby game, it'll be split up the middle. Um, but they'll not be coming this weekend because they've just went on a cruise. So, um, But they've they've stayed loyal to the Mariners, which I totally respect because they've been brought up with the Mariners and the Mariners fans, and they'll stick by the club, but obviously they're going to support me as well. That's right. My uh, my oldest boy's still a bloody Wanderers fan, so... We need to work that out. So moving forward to this week's game, how do you, how do you see it going? Yeah, no, we started off the season well. You know, the first three games was good. Um, then kind of Sydney. Sydney's a good team. They were, they were too strong for us in the day, and we, we missed some crucial chances at crucial times. And you watch Sydney, even at the weekend against Perth, they're clinical and we went down to Melbourne last week against Melbourne City and we've missed an open goal after three minutes, which can totally change the game. So we've had five, and I'm not using this as an excuse, but our five centre-halves, we've lost every one of them. So you can't put money on that, getting a bet like that, to, would your five centre-halves be injured? Well, we've lost five of them. So we're playing young Johnny Fiadley, who's 18, and we've signed Ian Fife. For, uh, well, he was in Adelaide, ex-Adelaide United, and Sydney FC player, he's he's going to bring a bit of experience in. Um, but as Sean knows, when you're outside the transfer window, it's very hard to get players in who are out of contract when the window closes. So, so we the boys trained really well today. I was out there today with the owners here at the moment, Martin Lee. So we went to went to training, and um, the boys the boys are looking. You know, I wouldn't say they're that derby tension yet, but um, the, the boys were certainly on their toes, and obviously you guys. Down at Canberra the weekend, I read reports weren't happy with the performance. Um, but it's certainly it's going to be a game that both clubs need to win. I think if both coaches come away with a draw, they'd be disappointed. It's it's one that we need to win, and it's one that you need to win. Uh, well, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of games in the in F3 derby. Is there is there any highlight uh, that you can think of? I think uh, a lot of Mariners fans think of Petrovsky in the semi final coming back from two 0 down. What about you? Yeah, that's definitely it for me. You know, even the first year when Matty Thompson scored that speculator and have got the the clincher for us in the last few minutes, but definitely down two 0 on the first leg, which we should never have been down because John Aloisi should have the goal, and I thought we were robbed up there. But to come back with Kozmik's goal and um, Sasbekovsky's two goals, what a night it was in the course. I think there was seventeen and a half thousand. And that night was absolutely amazing. That's I, was, I was. I was I thought I was going to have a stroke in the sidelines, <laughs> and, and you know, and you look back at games like you don't, you don't get many games like that. You don't get the fairy tale like that, and that that had everything to qualify for the grand final. And um, unfortunately, we could beat for Newcastle on that night. But what a night it was! It wasn't gosh for that night. It was just a great, a great night to be associated with the club. Um, so, Laurie, how are we going to fire this one up? I think that there's uh, there's some good opportunities for us. I'm going to throw it out there that if uh, uh, if you're up for it, we um, the the losing team needs to put up the uh, the opposing team's flag at the office. So it would actually uh, turn my guts to have a I'm Newcastle. I'm up for that, but we don't have a flagpole on the top of the office building, so I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find something. Now, I'm sure. Uh, no, we'll come up with something. I might do. 
I might stand inside the park and tackle somebody going up and down the sideline. I'm I'm happy to stir up. I'm, you know, it's hard for me to come out and, and have a pot at the old, my old club. You know, it's I want to stir it up and wind it up. I just want fans to be passionate about their team and there's nothing wrongly abusing a couple of players because that's what the game's <laughs> about. It's about personal opinions and, and having a go at people. Because um, I certainly will. And it, but it's going to be strange. I must admit, Sean, I'm sitting up there on, and I'll be very close to you <laughs> in the chairman's lounge. But it's going to be um, it, it's going to be a strange feeling for me. I'll be I'll be filled full of emotion and passion and um, memories, you know, it'll be tough. It'll be a tough day at the office for me, especially if we could be... You're going to celebrate every single goal, I reckon. <laughs> Either way. I, I, that could be done. I could do that. I could jump up and down inside for your goals and jump up and down in my seat for ours. <laughs> uh, it's all right, Laurie. When, uh, when we get the win, you can join me. I'll go down with the supporters. I think I've been uh, uh, made to do a shoey after it, so, so you can come and, uh, come and join us in there, mate. We'll uh, uh, mate, you'll, you'll be celebrated from uh, from all the supporters here, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just looking forward to a big fan, big fan base coming up. Something that we'll do when we're coming down and make it a spectacle. I just want football to be the winner. Atmosphere, crowd want to come back and engage week in, week after that because people come to a derby game for the first time and go, how good was that? It wasn't Western Sydney or the Cove. It was. Jets fans and, and Marmers fans making a great spectacle, and that's what I just hope it is. Did you, I don't know if you've organised transport for the weekend, but did you want to lift from your place up on the bus with us? or? <laughs> no, well, I've got the wee flat up here, so I'm, I'm Christian might need a lift up, but um, I'm all right. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm all right. That would be nice, but we, we can swing the bus past your place up there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that would look brilliant, me walking off the bus. So, no, 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 it's... I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to it, and any game I look forward to, but this one is just going to be special. All right, thank you for joining us this week, Laurie. I look forward to seeing you up there, mate. <laughs> well, I'll look forward to um, celebrating one way or another at the weekend. <laughs> it should be good fun. Thanks, hey, Laurie. Hey, Laurie, while we got it, mate, did, right. did you want to give a plug for your book? Yeah, I'll be at the book launch. I'll be having a, a signing session at, um, at Erin Affair on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. So if anybody's about the shops, come in and say hello. Chuck some abuse at me if you want. <laughs> I'll just come in and talk about old memories because there are a few memories in the book. Uh, we'll get down there and that, that should be a good signing session. All right, thanks again, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Okay, so we've got Sean in, in with us for now. Um, still hanging around. Just still hanging around after the Laurie interview. I'm just going to ask him a couple of quick questions. Um, people want to know what the marketing budget is and how that's progressing. They want to know about Canberra and why the game's moved down there. Um, just You just want to answer what you've been questioned. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose that the marketing budget one's a, uh, I suppose an easiest one. We're spending more on marketing this year than we've, than we've ever done in any... Uh, account that I can I can see in the history of the club. Now it is being spent on uh, a lot of digital. So I'm sure if anyone's gone on Facebook that they've seen some digital marketing that's come through. That, that costs some money. There's some some heavy load in that. You'll open the Express Advocate every time this year and see a uh, and see a, a, an advert for the game. So there there is more in that cold marketing space that's there. But that's that's probably uh, an easy one to 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 rattle off. So um, sorry. The, the next bit was uh, just sort of moving games to Canberra and moving oh. game to Canberra. So. Um, yeah, the uh, 
the moving of games to Canberra, there, there's there's there, there's a lot in it. But um, let me just say to start with, prior to um, prior to us you know, opening the gates, there was quite a sense of positivity around Canberra. There wasn't there wasn't many people saying this is a real bad idea up until sort of match day when it became a little bit clear that something was uh, was uh, was not feeling one hundred percent right. So we were talking to the, the Capital Football community, uh, the Capital Football uh, Association, who are very, very positive, very supportive. Um, you know, been down there for Kanga Cup, been down there for pre-season trials, and the sentiment time and time again is, hey, guys, this is great. Really looking forward to, to the game and going through. But we're only speaking to the positive uh, part of the football community. The, the, non, uh, the guys who weren't in support weren't obviously talking to us at that stage. So, um, and then... Uh, you, so you're talking about Ivan Slavich, who headed up the A-League um, you know, bid for them down there, and then once the gates had opened, the uh, the sentiment came through that this was probably the moment that the Canberra football community realised that what the what Capital Football and what Ivan was saying and what FFA was saying is now reality. We're not going to have our own A-League team. Uh, we're not going to. We're not going to have. So, so, so we now need to stop that dream, and now start to have a look at what the what the future looks like. And, and do you so think that's right, though? Do you think that they won't get an A League team? Yeah, hundred percent. They've been told. Judging by the weekend, I don't think they will. But yeah, but, but but it's not. So so this game was never <coughs> positioned as if you guys turn up, you might get an A League team sort of thing. The journos had written that, but that was never a, either marketed or, or promoted to them. But they've they've been pretty pretty well black and white told that the uh, uh, the reality is for them is is in. In the 11 and 12, it's it's no chance of it coming up. Mm. If it goes to 16, there's some talk about regional opportunities, but that's oh, you're a long way away from there. Like a team coming from four hours away should never be should never be a catalyst for whether a region should get a team or not. That just yeah, yeah it was, it's we, stupid. But when you look at it, Canberra Olympic get nearly the crowd that we got on the weekend to an FFA Cup game to a team that they played from outside of the state, and it was how does that not Bode well for Canberra. Yeah, the um, I just don't I just don't understand it. One of the one of the key parts that is missing that we've been uh, working with, but it's a long journey, is is a genuine pathway. So if there's actual genuine talent coming through from Can- from Canberra through into the Mariners program, then you'll get the Canberra support because they go, well, this is actually our kids coming through. And then there's also, of course, more talent coming in through to the club. So, so that's a big part. That, that's a that's a longer. Does that part. include the AIS, or is that something separate? Uh, the AIS is separate. So the okay. AIS doesn't really uh, sit in the Canberra football community. That's that's. It's the, more the FFA national. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, um, and um, and so I suppose the you know, uh, putting that into some context as well around. Uh, the finances, uh, and so, so there's a couple of moving parts here. So the ability for us to take games away uh, is about growth. Now, none of it is is at the detriment to uh, to what happens here at Central Coast, and and of course the easy thing is to say, well, you've took this game away from us. Whereas last year we had we had a there was a there was a game that was back to back, and we had a piss poor crowd that had turned up, and everyone said, why are you bothering you know, beating your head up here? Uh, doing it, you could take a game like this away and actually do something with it. So, so, a, so a small uh, drawing crowd and um, a, in a back-to-back last year when we had 14 matches, including the FFA Cup, become become pretty pretty hefty for everyone to keep turning up and, and keep coming. And I'm talking about when I when I say people, I'm actually talking about families, yeah, you know, mums and dads, and and who who right now are thinking they've got little Johnny pulling him on the on the shirt saying, "Mum, I want to go to a Mariners game." She's going to look at the calendar. She's going to go. Thursday night against Perth, 
actually, you know what, Johnny, we're going to take you to the Wanderers match. Yeah, and and when we've got a lot of games in, in Gosford, that becomes really hard for us as a you know to, to drive with our current size size that's there. So so the opportunity to take a, a match away and generate some some serious revenue from it. You know, there, it's, it's public knowledge. This was a hundred grand um, you know, um, uh, investment from ACT government to bring us there. Um, now, what does that hundred grand do? For the first time, there is no way that we would have had GPS units for our players this year if our finances weren't in a position um, and, and the hundred grand contributed to it. Whilst it all goes into a big bucket, I'd be very, very confident that without the hundred grand that came through from ACT government, we wouldn't have the GPS units. Now, to my knowledge, we are the uh, the ninth club to pick up GPS units. The only club that I believe doesn't have it, and only because I haven't, because uh, they've, they've never had them before, uh, is Newcastle Jets. So, if the huh. money. If the money from Canberra has directly helped us get the GPS units for our long-term benefit, which means that, fingers crossed, we get to the weekend and, and <coughs> our fitness and our analysis of our team, our own team performance gives us an edge over the Jets, I'll take a win up in Newcastle where we've also been able to get our members up to Newcastle within their membership inclusion uh, over, 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 over a, 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 an on-the-road match down to Canberra for the long-term benefit of the club. Um, it's not easy. It's not hard. If a great crowd rocked up, you know what? We'd have a com- different conversation. It didn't happen, but if, if the thing that we're going to be criticised the most for is for having a go and for trying something, then, then I'm going to take that on the chin because the because uh, what I do know is currently the club needs to continue to find ways to grow. Otherwise, we will get swamped in this competition. Uh, we already are to many aspects, but we are, we are, uh, we've got to find ways to grow, seriously. So I guess where I get a little offside where some people some other people probably would as well is with the other game we're taking to Canberra it's pretty well known that the ACT government's not putting in any money for that is that right yeah yeah this is and and we heard Laurie talk about the Coffs Harbour uh, scenario and, and and everyone is is uniquely different as it stands right now with a different venue hire agreement if we have the same crowd um, that we had uh, against Wellington, we'll actually make a couple of dollars as it stands right now. So, um, and the reason is, is because the bulk of the crowd figure, once you see five and a half thousand crowd, that's five and a half thousand paying people. You know, if you have a home game uh, that's in there, so the only way to have made money off this match is to include it into the membership and jack everyone's membership prices up by the same ticket value that's there. And we didn't do that; the membership price came back. So right now, as it stands, but that's not the reason why we're there. That's got nothing to do with it. The reason we are there is purely because of Dubbo. Uh, you may have heard some some talk about Dubbo uh, pre-season. We were locked and loaded. We submitted. We wanted to have our game out at Dubbo. I'd be keen um, for Dubbo. Absolutely. And now the reason Canberra and Dubbo both came up is we actually did a member survey and a member poll. Dubbo and Canberra came uh, came in one and two. Uh, it was actually Western Sydney after that and North Sydney uh, came in fourth. So we went hammer and togs with Dubbo. I was out there, we checked out the venue, we put in the application, everything. The pitch is beautiful, the facilities is great and the FFA at the 11th hour said, no, you're not going to Dubbo because the temporary lights that you need to install, oh, take, it over, take it over the Lux um, that was there, so and I can hang him out to dry, and because of, oh, yeah, Sam, uh, Sam Chadwick and uh, and Damien DeBowen, who at the time were in the chair, I, I believe that the new administration at FFA would look at this one totally different. Now we were at the eleventh hour; we'd already already been on sale with membership, already had eleven games out. You remember there was sort of eleven games out. There was a bit of well, what's going on with it with the last uh, couple that was there, and we now didn't have a venue, so we could either repeat history, bring a game back to Gosford and charge our members, which. 
you know, which, which isn't you know, uh, realistic. We could have a game and just take a, a, a heavy financial hit on that because now I don't have any revenue at all coming in uh, here in Gosford to, to include it to come in. So, yeah, 50, 60 grand sort of a hit for a game. And a back-to-back, this is a back-to-back match that I was talking about before, sitting here in Gosford. Or do we have our fingers crossed that Canberra might come good uh, and we believe in a long-term strategy uh, that comes through? Um, there was no right answer for this one. And, um, you know, and, and again, if, if, we, um, if we get hung out to dry for, um, for having a go, I'm happy for that. Um, but, um, but, yeah, again, this is all hindsight at the moment for everybody. If we get down to Canberra um, and, um, and for this next match, there is, there is definitely some – the ticket sales are already higher than um, uh, looking like it's going to be higher than what it was for our first match. The pitch will be in, in a great condition. There is um, no W League game on beforehand, is that correct? Uh, that, that is correct, uh, unless – uh, the Capital Football, uh, Canberra United finished first or second, yeah, the then they've got the opportunity to, yeah. um, to, to, to come in for a semi-final uh, before it. So, um, so that's how we got there. I, I, I'm, I, I'm with everybody. I, I, love, I would love nothing more than this to be at home ground and to be working. Um, you know, but uh, but, but there, there's, a, there's a reality here that um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be done in, in context of, of the bigger picture for us and um, and there's no, there's no long-term commitment. There might be by February. There might not be, you know, one way or another. I'm not sure what the future holds in all this. Uh, but what I do know is right now is if we sat solid and just said, no, we're going to be this little club that plays all our games at Gosford uh, and with crowds that aren't strong enough today because... Uh, now, let me, let me stress, the reason I believe that our crowds aren't strong enough is because of the city of Gosford needs to grow. Um, because there isn't uh, you know, the, the great pre-match, go for dinner, out with the family and, and, and have all those opportunities that's there. So the only reason to go is for the football on the pitch you know, that, that, that comes there. That's a burden that we've got to, got to improve on, we all understand. Um, then we, we will get... We, we, our turnover at the moment for the club is $7 million. Western Sydney Wanderers is sitting at $14 million, so already half their size. Yeah, Melbourne City is at $23 million. I've got to find a way to go from seven million to fourteen. I don't want to be the smallest club, for, you know, and just just be labelled with that. I want to be a big club. I want to be a huge club. I want to be, you know, one of the clubs that, that is that is the pride of the nation and the pride of the A League. Um, and so to do that, it's going to take some big ideas and some big new things that that work. Now we're not going to get them. We're not going to get them first go. We're not going to get them all right. And I'm not saying Canberra's a solution. I'm not saying Dubbo's a solution or North Sydney or anything like that. But what I am saying is we need to find a solution that's out there. And as a, as a club, finding a way to grow is, is one of the biggest challenges on our plate right now. So I guess just to be clear, so the next game in Canberra, if we get roughly the same crowd, there is the potential that we won't lose money. Yeah, 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 that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so correct. Speaking hypothetically, of course, if we had gone to Dubbo, how would that have worked? Was that Would the club have made money through the local government or the local council or was it just us hiring the ground at a cheaper cost? Yeah, so, so the, um, the uh, very impressive offer from Dubbo uh, was everything was free. So there was no investment oh, from them. That'd be nice But there was here. no cost. Oh, tell me about it. So, so, so Dubbo and uh, the council at the time, which is in administration unfortunately at the moment, um, so they said, look, we don't, have, we, we, we don't have the money. We can't give you a big uh, $50,000 or $100,000 cheque like we've seen in Canberra or in, uh, or in Geelong. But what we can do is we can open the gates, we can run the venue, and you, you can take all, all, the, uh, all the takings from there. So, so again, you go, to, you go to Dubbo, I've got to cover the costs of uh, Foxtel getting there, the team getting there, accommodation getting there, and as soon as you do the math, if you get a three to 4,000 crowd out of Dubbo, you're in the, you're in the plus. Uh, and not only are you in the plus, but you're, you're recruiting new fans. You know, we, we, we made, I think it was 30 new members down in Canberra 
and it's tiny stuff. But there's 30 new members that I didn't have before. Um, all up, I think we're now getting close to 200 Canberran members uh, that is there. And they're only small. You know, we wanted another digit. You know, I spoke to Ca- Capital Football and we wanted to get 2,000 members down there. We didn't get there for, for reasons that we know, but... What kind of memberships are they out of interest? Are they just... Oh, they're, they're $60 two-game memberships, but, yeah. they, but, they, but they're on the database. They get a cap. You know, they're, they're, <coughs> um, you know, the kids... Um, the kids all got player cards, um, which, 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 were, which was great. There was kids coming up with, with vouchers to get a player card to actually um, you know, to go and get signed by the players. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, I, I, get, I get the criticism and I appreciate it. And I'm not saying that that's not wrong. Um, yeah, all, I'm, all I really want everyone to appreciate is just understanding how we got there, uh, why we're there, um, and that we're just trying to, trying to find ways to, to get this club to really grow. So how much does the venue hire on the coast at Central Coast Stadium affect the need to move games? Because it's been there's been a lot of numbers thrown around over the years and the one that everyone's come comes back is around seven thousand for every match is the cost to hire the venue. I don't know if that's right or not. But it um does I guess has there been any talks with the council on that to try and help to lower the cost or obviously that Goes back to buying the ground and everything like that, but yeah, there's um, and so so there's there's venue high, which is which is one component, you know. So um, and and again, if 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 I look at it in, in another aspect, the the hundred grand that we get from Canberra almost cancels cancels out the entire venue hire for for Central Coast for the season. Almost mm. doesn't quite get there, but almost so. Um, and you can do the math around that. But it's not just that. So. There's, there's the police charges that happen, there's the security guards, there's the staff. We pay for every cost you know, that comes in and out of the venue. Every time that there's, a, there's another event that's, that's in the stadium, we've got to pay for all the signage to get out, we've got to pay for all the signage to, to get back Who in. Who determines how much uh, security goes in and how many police officers you have? Uh, that, that's out of our control. So, so the police costs. But you still are, are need to cover to, that, though. Yeah. So, so if police decide to charge us whatever amount, we have to go. Okay, that's 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 the that's the cost. Um, so there's there's no real uh, opportunity for us to save costs in that because that's um, yeah, it is what it is. So. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah. From uh, hiring the ambulance to, um, to to paying for for ice or for photocopying, uh, you know, th- they're all costs that, that that come through. Other venue hires, uh, venue agreements don't have all that, and, and similar for Canberra, we didn't have to, um, you know, pay for every cost. And I'm not critical of you know the the stadium management you know, at the moment because they do an unbelievable job and they work so hard for us. It's, it's especially with the resources that they have. Exactly, exactly. They're running a business. They've got to do uh, do, do what they need to do uh, as as well for for them. So, um, but that's 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 how it really sort of sort of settles out, I suppose. So. So has has there been anything else on the buying the stadium thing? Because a few things that were coming out was that Story was sort of leading that a bit, but obviously now he's not here. Yeah, um, look, there, there, there is um, there there is some meetings that are booked in the next fortnight uh, with um, with with the administrator and and with the uh, with the CEO. Um, so where we are, we've got a better clarity now around. Uh, what is um, what are some of the options and what can happen, and um, and we're looking forward to having that having that conversation with them. So, uh, so so I think what's important is that there's not a um, there's whilst the the headline is is Mariners are looking to purchase the stadium. The reality is is we're looking for a long term lease, uh, whether that's a 99 year lease or a 10 year lease. Um, but even if that was not an option, 
uh, management rights is something that that, uh, that could be an option. So, uh, or, or but but peeling that back again, more important for us is a, is a ten year deal uh, for a venue hire agreement. So we can we can sit here and go, oh, this is what the next ten years looks like, and we can survive on this, and we can go, you know, and and that. So so in that opportunity, we can we can lock in uh, however many games we need to, and, and the structure around that. That's actually the core. Would that see us take more money from food as well? And drinks, or is that still locked into the stadium? Uh, so, so, so we do get a commission from from food and beverage. Right. Um, that that's there. So, the what we don't have so is the, so the catering in Gemma Catering is commissioned from uh, from the stadium. So we don't have a a uh, we don't have a say on the cost of the sausage roll. So, so for so if you guys are saying the beers prices are too high or, or the service is too low or or anything like that, we we don't really have any of that in our control. All we do is we get a get a small percentage kick. On on the F and B that's there, uh, in in there. So, um, but um, but yeah, but yeah, I suppose. So after obviously last weekend, uh, you, you accepted it wasn't as, as successful as you might have hoped it, it could be, and uh, you were quoted in the media. There's a bit of resentment around the FFA and the lack of an A League team and, and that sort of thing. Um, Ivan also quoted in the media talking about the potential for the next game. Uh, how. How easily do you think it can be turned around and, and how easily does Ivan think it can be turned around? Do, is there potential for that resentment to start to depart for this Adelaide game? Um, obviously, he's going to spend his time working on that issue, but are you confident that we can we can, we can turn that resentment around? Uh, uh, personally, standing at the gate, listening to some of the Canberra United uh, fans and, and hearing some of that re- resentment directly, um, it, it made me wonder what kind of football fans they really were and, and I started sort of thinking about so how do you turn those people around and what is it that, that turn, does get them coming to football matches how, how do you think that can work yeah I, I, well there's no doubt that, that capital football um, uh, will need to have a strong position on this because they are the, the governing body that's there uh, the FFA would need to have a strong position on this uh, we, we are down here uh, again to, to go back to the Canberra strategy it actually came from direction from um, uh, from the FFA. When, when I asked, I said, what do you need from the Central Coast Mariners for football in Australia? Do you need us to shore up the Central Coast so you've got a business model that you can then replicate for future expansion? They said, no, we don't want you to do that. We need you to grow. We need you to grow. We need you to have a million base. And, and, and so, so that's, that's exactly what came through from FFA. So if FFA want us to keep down that, down that path, if Capital Football want us to keep down that path, if ACT government want us to, to, to keep down that path, then, then they need to make sure that this is this is worth the pain uh, because because it hurts uh, it, it hurts up here. So so I need to find enough you know uh, rationale for us to go. You know what I, I know that this one hurts, but geez, look at what we're getting. You know, look at what this is is how this is helping our club. If we don't have that, if I don't have that, then then it's going to be very it's going to be impossible for us to to realistically look at this as a, as a long term. So so I suppose to specifically answer your question, how to turn it around. I need those down there in Canberra to really want this to happen and to, and to explain why to their community that this can happen. Uh, and the other part is a pathway, is a genuine pathway. Um, so, so there needs to be um, yeah, a very clear, structured, this is how capital football produces talent and this is where the talent goes. Um, so, so by supporting the Central Coast Mariners, you are supporting grassroots uh, in Canberra. That connection has to be made. If that connection's not there, then you know what? We'll go there. We'll get a couple crowd. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll pray to God I break even because uh, I've got a chance to do that. And um, 
and, and we'll go and we'll, we'll we'll look to the next one. We'll definitely you know pick up the phone to Dubbo and yeah, and I'm sure that Orange you know is 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 another one that's on the radar and uh, and out there and and yeah. So uh, so the 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 end the end goal and the end you know, aim is is to really um, is to really grow, grow the club. So So let me, okay, so point form, you got the FFA telling you to grow and to expand, you got fans telling you to stay at home regardless of whatever happens, you also got fans that don't understand the financial position of the club, Um, you're you're trying to balance the books yourself and it's, it's just not, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place where someone's telling you to do something do you personally want to keep all the games here, or oh, you want to sort of spread out? I, I would love nothing else than for right. every game to be at Gosford, and for us to sit here in Gosford and go, "Wow, yeah, you know, how good is this club?" And we are moving in. A, I, 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 okay, but I, we don't have the population for it, so that's why we're yeah, spreading out. Yes, yeah, right. So it's just. It's a it's a pain. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those situations yeah. where you just can't please. You, do, you can't please yeah. everyone. Yeah. So so it has to be a long game. It has yeah. to be a long game. You have to take some hits and, and have some big business decisions in the long term that get us there. Um, do you think it comes down to the business model of the whole league? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Which a, Mike has spoken about before. Yeah. Would so, a new TV deal help that? Yeah. Dramatically? So, so so let's hypothetically say that the broadcast deal is. Is around yeah, uh, so it's at forty million at the moment, and let's say it goes to um, to, to seventy million. Uh, that's there. So FFA can take their component uh, that's that, that's there, and then each club yeah might be in a situation that the uh, salary cap goes up to four million, and the grant goes to five and a half million, and then there's plenty more um, uh, after that. Once that's divided to the ten clubs, there's still plenty more to for FFA to invest in grassroots. Yeah, if you had that sort of a scenario then the club has actually got money to survive. You know, right now, this, this club would not be in existence if it wasn't for Mike Charlesworth. You know, um, we, you know, clubs trade at losses. You know, we had a, we had a, we had a, had a really tough year last year because of, uh, because of us trying to stand on our own two feet. Um, and and so now we're looking to improve and to, to, to get there. Um, yeah, without, without Mike's personal investment, uh, that this club wouldn't exist. So um, that's... That's that's a reality there. So so the business model of the A League doesn't um, doesn't accommodate for any other option apart from um, from from an owner having to invest his own money. Whereas uh, I personally believe that that the club should be able to stand on their mm-hmm. own two feet uh, and and grow from there. So let me throw this curveball at you. Say that does happen with the TV deal, and the club has more money to spend, and say we don't spend the whole cap, we still keep that bit of loose change, but it's more loose change. Is there a need to move games? From next year, uh, can I just jump in there? Sorry. Yeah, not at all. With with the TV deal going up, will we see a rise in the cap? That you know, so at the moment you got the deal on the cap, so the the cap is what roughly about the same as a deal, right? Yeah, 50, yeah. 50 grand. As behind. soon as that goes yeah. up, yeah, you know we're just going to be in the same position if if that happens. It's the gap between the cap. It's and the, the floor and the. No, no, yeah, so, so the gap between the cap and we're using the our grant. hands here, by the way, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so again, if 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 the uh, if the grant was six million and the cap was four point five, there's one point five million to run the club. 
We don't have 1.5 million right now. So the only way that we can get anything in that is... And, and the average A-League club is, is losing about 1.6, 1.7 million, and we're losing less than that. But the only way that we can uh, survive yeah, at the moment is, is, is uh, from Mike to fund it. So to answer your question... Well, there's a there's a reality to uh, to not having to take games away uh, if if the club was was standing on its own two feet. Um, I suppose the only the only pressure that comes now, and you see that at NRL, is that everybody else has also got that, so they're also growing as well. So um, so so it's it's keeping up with the Joneses uh, in some aspect because because we don't want to be the easy beats of the club and and, and the minions um, you know, that are there. We we want to compete and, and keep going, and uh, so the only way you would. Um, Look to contemplate that is is if it dramatically could benefit your on-field performance as well, um, yeah. And the on-field performance is is generated by uh, by the amount of resources you throw at it, and to generate resources, you you, you need more money, um, you know, coming through from the gate and from sponsorship. So so at the moment, in regards to sponsorship, you know, we've got some great partners in Master Foods and Dildam as our majors. Uh, had our um, had our catchment and our our population that we're talking to and our broadcast figures be doubled. Um, then, then that translates to to a doubling in the in the opportunity for revenue that comes through. Um, that, that's that's how it grows. So, so the the key the key time to be successful, really successful, is probably not this season or next season. It's the season after. And if I can explain that, so right now, if we were top of the comp, um, yeah, the, the big national brands would still go. Yeah, you know what? They're still Central Coast. Wind the clock forward in, in two two to three years' time. Hopefully there's development happening in Gosford, so there's a real buzz around the joint. The new broadcast deal has come in, uh, likely to have some free-to-air, so if there's some free-to-air. And then the second year of that broadcast deal is when a big national or a multinational company would go, you know what, we're going to get involved in the A-League, and not only are we going to get involved in the A-League, we want to we get on board with the biggest up-and-comer whose, whose brand fits our brand, you know, who we can really get behind and show that our money is actually really helping them kick into the next next gear. And then they open the book and they have a good look at the A-League and they go, geez, how about this, how about this superstar in, in Liam Rose? Yeah, how about you know, Adam Berry? Yeah, and, and the young talent that in a couple of years' time could be anything. That's, that's the strategy is to get to that point. So then there is, there is a... Yeah, we saw it at the Wanderers. NRMA Insurance came in and said, we're going to get right behind this one very early and, uh, and, and give them what they need so that they can survive. Um, now, now, it could be our existing sponsors or it could be uh, who, who continue to grow, but it puts us into that conversation onto the national stage. Um, without, without a long-term strategy like that and just, just looking year by year, then, then, uh, then, then it's, going to be, it's going to be tough for us to grow. Well, I had to have your job. <laughs> Um, I don't envy you at all. <laughs> so, but you know, and, and, and everyone's got a right to be passionate. Everyone's got a right to be pissed off the fact that um, that there's a floor and a cap, and we're having this conversation, and that uh, and that we're only spending the floor today. But it doesn't mean that without the new broadcast deal, Mike's publicly come out and said that that, that you know there'd, there'd definitely be a revisit on, on that component. So um, so to so to be spending, um, you know, to be spending the cap, to be you know, looking at marquees every third year, these, these are all stuff that, that that is that is right in the agenda right now. And it's a little bit of a moving feast. The the thing is, for those who've been around since the beginning, funnily enough, uh, without a million population, the Mariners were given a licence in the A-League. So, so the regime that is there at the moment has changed the direction that that's taking. And that might mean that it was wrong at the, in the beginning or it might mean that we've taken a different approach. Whatever it is, starting out with that as the background uh, that, that we can survive in this market or we should be able to or it's believed that we can, then I guess uh, our fans, you know... 
rightly feel that that ownership thing, especially after some of the history of the Northern Eagles and and that kind of thing. So and uh, and it's really hard to actually resent the Canberra fans for their resentment, to be honest, because as I was saying to Boise before, they're actually doing the same thing we're doing. They're being protective of having their own football team. So, yeah. so um, you know, it's we're learning as we go, and I guess you's are learning, you guys are learning as you go as well. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, uh, I, I can really empathise with, you know, you look at the other codes and, and yeah, um, yeah and, and, and how they've grown. I was at South Sydney Rabbitohs when South made the call to move home games to ANZ Stadium. Um, now, you think that, that everyone's critical of us. Try, try, try being on, on the South with, um, yeah, when, when the borough gets going. And, um, and so, so, to, so to tell a 100-year-old community that we're getting out of town and we're actually leaving Redfern and we're going to Homebush, it was unbelievable, the concept of doing that and the betrayal that was felt by the supporters. Um, they had to do it for the long-term growth of the club. At the time, the club had 6,000 members. At the time, the club was losing money hand over fist. Uh, and at the time, the club was at the bottom. It was the easy beats and they were the, they were the, you know, they were, they were the laughing stock. They moved to ANZ Stadium. They got a new market. They captured most of their members now come from Western Sydney out there at Rabbitohs. They now got 30,000 members. Um, they won the comp. It, it, was, it was a tough, big, long-term call. Uh, that was there, and, uh, and and it worked for them in in the long term, you know. It, um, but geez, it was it was brutal uh, at the time, yeah, you know, for them. So um, um, yeah, uh, it's and I'm not saying we're going to do. We're, don't quote me that that we're going to move oh, to we'll Ainsett Stadium, it. yeah, <laughs> because because that's the yeah, that's the paranoia that that, that that can hurt everyone. Um, it's West Sydney territory. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but the best the, the the thing that I really want to get out there is there's. There's an opportunity now for everybody to actually help. Um, the, the, the thing that uh, probably frustrates me the most in regards to, to fan engagement with, with the Central Coast uh, supporters is, is it feels like the best thing that the, a supporter can do right now is get on social media and hack on the club when they do something that's obviously wrong. And, uh, and I understand that. But, but the opportunity right now is actually to go, you know what, if I turn up, if I get off my bum and I get on a bus or I get on a plane or a train or however I needed to get there and I use my membership card which is included as an, as, as an additional benefit this year and I go into there and, and I help our team and I sing like crazy and I help us get a win up there not only is it three points today not only does it bring the F3 derby back to life but it also will help the conversation for the club to say this game needs to be on Saturday night at Central Coast next year and then when it happens on Central Coast uh, on a Saturday night then we can get a bigger conversation with a corporate partner then we can get a bigger crowd for ourselves that is in our hands right now that is something that every member um, yeah, anyone even if you're not a member even if you left the club ages ago and you, you kicked up a shit don't wear the colours I don't care get there and help us get this game big the players notice when when the crowd's on their side and when the crowd isn't and if you don't show up and you don't sing then you know you don't help them out Yeah, basically that's it So like, even home games lately just been very poor in the bay yeah yeah, <laughs> our team it's needs hard. our team needs to know that 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 our supporters can can give them, you know, the, the extra man that they need on the pitch. Uh, they were flat down in Canberra. I don't blame them for being flat. The crowd was flat. The energy was flat. It was a big open field. It, it, it was windy. Out. Yeah, all, we lost all the signage uh, before it. It was a logistical nightmare. Um, the sauce bottles went down, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan nearly blew away. Yeah. <laughs> we all did. So we all nearly blew away on the Sunday for the youth. 
So, so if the pain from all that can be converted into anything positive, then use this as an opportunity to ambush this game um, you know, and turn up and have our players walk in and go, oh, well, here we go. This is this is something, and and really get going. And and and, and I've been I've been in sport for you know 13 years now, and I've seen this happen time and time again. Um, players can play absolutely out of their skin when they walk into a venue. They go, wow, wow, look at this. Look at how much support is right behind us in enemy territory. Is um, uh, and and the, the long term benefits of this one, I'm, I, I can't stress it enough how important this one is. It feels like a six pointer, strangely. Yeah, yeah even this for early the, in the season for the six. Game of the season, yeah. Oh. And I've seen a lot of people on the on the members page say they were going. So hopefully we get mm. hopefully we get a good turnout. I was I hopefully was, we fill a bay. One of those we fill one of those big bays. I was asked today um, how important are results for us in this season. Um, you know, whereas last season it was sort of sort of you know mentioned that, that results may not be as as important. And I said, there's one result that means more than anything, and um, wherever we finish on the ladder is irrelevant. But we have to finish ahead of Newcastle. Um, yeah, that's uh, that 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 that's really important. And um, we have to make up for last season as well when they beat us at home twice. So yeah. we need to get one back on them. Two back on them would be nice. Three even. Yeah, and so everyone can play a party. Everyone can help. Um, everyone. So. Well, that's a very good speech, and we'll let you go home now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, yesterday, a year ago, was the last time we were up there. Wow. There you go. Long time ago. I can't wait to go to that dump. (laughs) We're asking for just... um, Sorry to keep rambling. And I apologise. I apologise if it feels like this is a spooking box for the... um, the We've changed the Wikipedia as well. Um, uh, We've we've requested for the third gate to be opened uh, at the venue. I don't know if that's going to happen, but from a safety perspective... Oh, thank God. uh, We've put in... uh, I haven't forgotten what happened last year. Um, and, Sometimes, um, yeah, and uh, and yeah. So, 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 I'm, I'm personally uh, making sure that the boxes are ticked. But we are hoping that the buses will drive straight to the third gate, and the third gate is in the uh, northeastern corner, which is rarely used, and that goes straight into into our bay. That's the gate um, we used to use, uh, straight in and out. So, yeah. so, 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 we've requested for for that to happen. Um, so, hopefully, I uh, should have asked Laurie. Hopefully, uh, the, the jets will um, will see the benefit in that as well. Um, but, but the uh, well, do you want to talk about the bus now? Uh, yes, might as well. Might as well keep keep plugging away. Um, <laughs> so thirty five bucks, um, you get two beverages. Um, yeah, that's there. So uh, it gets you up there. We get the um, we get a pre match function. Uh, that's there. You get food at the pre match function. I think carry on quality meats, who have got the national record for the, the national titles for sausages, is going to look to help us out uh, out there. So so by going there, you're supporting a local business. Um, sorry, I'm giving him a plug. He's my brother-in-law. Um, and, um, <laughs> I'm just going to mute your mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so buses leave here at one uh, thirty. Uh, one o'clock at Central Coast. One o'clock. One yeah, one o'clock Central Coast leagues pick up here at one thirty, um, and uh, and you can either get dropped off at the stadium to watch the W League, uh, or you can go to the pre-match function and then be shuttled um, down through to it. And um, and this is uh, th- these are important. Uh, for us, because these are the times that that it stops being um, gold membership and platinum membership and yellow membership and different parts of the stadium. This is my normal seat because everyone comes together um, and, and everyone sings as one. And and, uh, and and this is the the away matches are the best time to bring everyone together and getting on a bus and having a great experience, getting up there and back. All of our um, fans just need to get into the away bay and not be so spread out. 
sort of come mm-hmm. together. We're, we're all supporting the same team. You can be stronger together. If, yeah, if you want to, if like like Luke said on the members page last night, if you want to come sing with us down the bottom, do that. If you want to sit up the top, do that. Just don't don't be uh, so spread out. Top's being closed off. Has it? Yeah. So in seasons one and two and three, when we were sitting on that side, uh, we had cans and coins and shit thrown at us. Not literally, but um, they've closed off that top section. If we manage to fill out the bottom base, then we're going to move up the top. So, all right, fair cool. What a great challenge! What a great challenge! You know, to um, to have such an impact, um, you know, to, to to get there in such big numbers. And um, how good's that bus though? Two drinks, feed. Two drinks, feed. Up back. Yeah, Very that's good. excellent. Yeah, tickets included in your membership. Um, yeah, there's, so. not, there's nothing to there's nothing to whinge about for this game. That's for sure. There's not you come can't on, whinge about getting come there. Come on, someone's got to whinge about. Yeah, something. true. Um, we'll we'll troll um, Facebook and we'll find something. <laughs> <laughs> we always do. I know I'm we sure will. we will after a loss. All right, mate. We'll let you go. Yeah. Thanks for hanging around. Thanks for being so open and honest and that. And I'm yep. sure um, everyone appreciates Great. it. So yeah, cheers. And look, I suppose um, I need to have a forum and make sure we continue to get that message out to all our members. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, yeah, we've only got 200 something listens, so I don't know. <laughs> We're doing our best, but there's a lot of idiots out there that need educating. Oh, um, oh they're, they're my words, not yours. <laughs> you, you, just need, you just need to tell these people to bloody listen to what Sean said on the podcast, and they'll hopefully they'll find. Like, I don't stand. listen to that trash. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, look, you know, one thing that was really obvious for, and you know, I was really excited about the hundred uh, members that got on the buses down to Canberra and back. Uh, but it also did remind us as a club as to how many of our members aren't digitally savvy. Um, and um, That's another facet of it, yeah. That's putting yeah. it politely. Yeah, so, so, so again, yeah, that's, that's where, where face-to-face and forums, um, you know, pre-match functions become important. To, so to the next podcast well. will be going out in vinyl. And... <laughs> no. <laughs> Transcribe. I'm going to get out of here because I'll keep talking. Right. I really Thanks, appreciate mate. it, gents. Um, all right, cheers. We appreciate it. Thank you. There's a really funny Facebook comment. It's that time again. What time is that? Stupid things on Facebook. We're going to start with Ari. Charlesworth only wants to buy the stadium because he sees prime waterfront real estate. Nothing to do with football. Really? <laughs> what else do you do at a stadium? Mr. Fee. It's all about the money, Paul. Mariners are getting a nice little amount to play two home games down there, and our CEO doesn't care about anything else. From Goldie, Mr. Fee, and he won't spend any of it on decent players. I don't understand. I don't think it's Sean's money that he's actually putting into this club. If Sean had a big checkbook, we'd be broke. We might have to talk to him about that. <laughs> Got one here from Clapham. Why are they playing in Canberra? This is an on- ominous signal the Mariners will relocate to Canberra. 
Capital Coast Mariners. Talk about jumping to assumptions. I'll relocate if we can be called Capital Punishment. Can we play some finals down there? Would you want to move to Canberra though? Seriously? God no. Have no, you seen the people? Too from cold. There? Too many roundabouts. Too many weirdos. Too tootha. The weather sucks as well. <laughs> that, that guy was weird that came into the bar too, wasn't he? Oh, the the random guy in the tie-dye shirt? Yeah. I don't know who that was. I still don't know who it was. That was strange. Awkward if he's listening. Yeah. I doubt it. He kept hanging around me. I didn't know who it was. I didn't even... What was his name? Oh, no, you're talking about someone different. I'm talking about the guy that was there earlier. What? Which one? The strange one that just started yelling at people. Oh, I'm talking about the other kid that was in the... That was at the bar after. After the game. Remember that? The, yeah. ra- the random kid? Who was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've got one from Larson who wants us to play long ball. Izzo must kick out the ball, not passing it to the closest back. And their continuous back passing must stop. It's bound to be mistakes in front of goal. Well, mate, if you just want to kick the fucking ball up the field straight to the opposition, we Play can do AFL. that. But it's not going to work for us. I, I love the I love the people that always go on and about. How dare you back pass? Stop back passing. You don't score when you pass backward. Go forward. Pass it forward. Oh my god. <laughs> now here's one from Deves. Embarrassed. <laughs> All caps. That was aggressive. <laughs> and now we've got one from a uh, Rousel. Why promote a generation of box addicted children? Shame on you, Mariners! For God's sake, mate, we're just giving away a copy of Fever Seventeen. Box addicted children. The juice box. What's wrong with the box? Absolutely nothing. Morrow's got his seedy look on. I'll turn it up. He's got that look on his face when he sees one of the end sector. Well, he turned it up. Uh, that's enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this week's previews. Um, first up on Friday night, Wanderers at home against Melbourne City. Oof. Wanderers are in pretty bad form, so I'd say probably City is special in this one. Bruno for a hat-trick. I'm going to say City. Definitely City. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. I mean, Wanderers, I don't know. They had a good last week. They don't look like improving. And they can't play it spotless. No, no, no. I don't think anyone can. It's because it's such a weird stadium. It's probably not like Canberra. It'd be a good stadium for AFL, but nothing... Because it's, it's a, a stadium else. basically built for AFL. Yeah. For the size of the pitch. Yeah, that's it. I bet they're wishing they're not playing there now. No. Yeah, I agree. Well, they they should have went to Penrith. No, they don't. They should have went to Premier because all the members got a vote on where they got to play, and that's what they chose. So I but don't know. I don't know. Why so the wouldn't. management overrode <laughs> that decision. No, the members all picked Spotless oh, okay. and ANZ. Did they ask the football department? <coughs> Probably not. Well, but yeah, they've they've completely lost all the intimidation and the factor and the and the atmosphere that Parramatta had, mm. and I don't think they'll get that back at Spotless. All right, next game on Friday night: Perth at home against Adelaide. On Friday night. Yeah, it's two on Friday. Is there? Yep. Oh. What are they doing? That's weird. It's a pretty tough one this what one. Time? Oh, yeah. Perth, Perth at home. Always a, always a different team. 
Um, I'm gonna say Perth. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna say Perth because they're at home, but yeah. I won't be surprised if Adelaide maybe spring an upset. If he starts Jubilee at right back, Adelaide are for sure gonna win. <laughs> so I'm going the draw in this one. Yeah, I might go draw. I'm gonna go draw. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna change and go draw as well. I, I can't I can't pick between Perth and Adelaide. Splinters. Adelaide have to Splinters for sure. Adelaide have to click in the gear at some stage. Well what is what is the round? What is it? Seventh round this week? Yep. So well they need to click into gear this round or next round so they can make a charge. Well it was round eight last year. It was, that's why I said this week or uh, this week or next week. Well I guess next week. Alright. Uh, Wellington at home against Melbourne Victory on the Saturday. Has been postponed. That is true, due to the earthquake. <laughs> Do you want to pick that one anyway? <laughs> For when it happens? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll, when, will, when will it be rescheduled, though, is the question. I don't know. I, yeah, I, well, it's, it's hard when uh, we don't have FIFA breaks because... We're stupid. What, this weekend should have been a FIFA break, yeah? Yep. Yeah. See, so there should be no games on anyway, which is stupid. But whenever they reschedule it, it they I'd say victory too strong. But it, 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 all the form could change in whenever it's played. Yeah, that's it. They need it to be long enough this reschedule so that they can get over the mental scars of being flogged unmercilessly six-one by victory the last recent time they played. That's true. Like, yeah, what's the deal with that? And, they played and like how two we, weeks ago. And how we're, yeah. we're playing Perth again next week? We, Remember we had one pl- of them last year. Where we played a team. Uh, another thing where the, the draw yeah, is so weird, eh? Like yeah. We're playing, what, Perth twice in first eight rounds, but we haven't played either Melbourne team yet. Yeah, last year I think we played Perth three times before we played City, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. They dead set can't do a draw to save themselves. How hard is it just to do a normal draw? I don't know. They're just not normal. Because they, they're all dumb-dumb. All right, well, the only game on Saturday is Brisbane at home against Sydney. That's going to be a cracker. I reckon. I oh, it's this is probably the toughest game to tip so far this season. I think Sydney, really? Sydney in good form, Brisbane in decent form, and back at home they drew with Adelaide, man. I did, but they're di- another they're a different team but at Suncorp. Then the week before they beat Melbourne City at Suncorp. Yeah. Well, will, will Claren be back? Nope, probably not. I'm going to tip Sydney then. He'll struggle to be back. I'm it gonna. Depends. I'm gonna go draw. I'm gonna go an entertaining draw. Two all draw. I it think de- Sydney's backline would be too good. Mm, it depends how Ali yeah. decides to play again. If he decides to play again with no striker, then Sydney are probably going to carve him up because I don't, don't think Brisbane will score. So I'm going to go Sydney just because I don't think Aloisi will change the game plan. Only one of these teams has genuine form. The others are all over the place. Brisbane have been up. They've been they've been flogged by the Jets four 0 Sydney um, being the only consistent over the first six rounds. It yeah. would be impossible to, in good conscience, tip against Sydney in this one. And the last game is our F3 derby. FTS. Can I have a little rant here? Can I go back to a little go rant? Go for it. Here he goes. Why Why do we get shafted with the Sunday game? It just shows how much the FFA don't bloody care about the derby anymore. They were shafted on the Sunday Arvo. I think someone... What? Fox Sports didn't even reference Shh. to us as a derby. Yeah, I know. Shouldn't, but they'll call I, I know, a Perth I, Wellington game a distance derby. Yeah, I know. I know that it's just been cancelled, but I did have this opinion in my own head before the game was officially cancelled. I thought, why didn't they put the victory Wellington game on a, on the Sunday Arvo and give us Sunday afternoon or the uh, Saturday, sa- Saturday yeah. sorry, Saturday afternoon or Sunday Saturday evening game? I but, don't understand. But the answer yeah. to that is Melbourne victory. 
Mm. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the more that you, uh, get I will, I, the more I, views you they, get, the better time slots. Much, I'd much rather have a Saturday afternoon than a sun than a Sunday afternoon as well. Of course, would give, it would give heaps more fans the chance to travel and more people to get to the ground if it's a Saturday rather than a Sunday. Well, speaking of shitty game times, we've got Thursday next week. Oh, oh, can't wait. So for we've that. got the Sunday to Thursday turnaround. Yeah, which sucks. Can't wait for that. We can only hope that no this one is going to be there on Thursday. Seriously, no. we can only hope that this business about not having any games much at home converts to that first crowd back when we're not on a Thursday night. A lot of the comments eventually I've happens seen. in about August next year. Then uh, we'll have a decent crowd, surely. <laughs> <laughs> You're dreaming. Starved for football. There's going to be three thousand people there because <laughs> I want some. Um, but. It just gives you an excuse to drink on a Thursday. There's no reason why on a weekend when there's no um, Adelaide victory, when there's no Sydney victory, when there's no derby for either Melbourne or Sydney teams that well, we Bris- Brisbane, get a Brisbane and Sydney is apparently a derby. Oh, they're compared, trying to, to, compared to Brisbane, they're it's trying to build. Of origin they're trying to build state that up. of origin. No, they're trying not. to build it up like state of origin, and it's really annoying. But this oh, is Maroon versus Sky Blue. No, it, it doesn't matter. Who, it doesn't matter who the two teams are. The times that we're going to get to um, be on a Saturday night will be when we're against the Wanderers, when we're against Sydney mm. Victory, yeah. City. Um, we won't be yeah. getting any Saturday nights against Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, mm-hmm. or any of those others because yeah. uh, I don't care about them. I just want. I know. The I know. Derby. I know. We're the bloody small team, but seriously, why can't you just give us a decent time slot? Yeah, I don't care about any of the other games. I'll play them whenever, but. And, Give us a couple of derbies at a good time slot and give us a chance to get a good crowd, see what the TV numbers are, and then see how you go. It's why this next TV deal is so important, because we really need to get past this business about how um, the scheduling reflects the um, viewers, because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You keep putting us into crappy time slots and we get crappier and crappier and mm-hmm. crappier audiences until eventually we've got no audience at all because we've been in the crappy no time sponsors. slot. Exactly, because mm-hmm. nobody ever sees us. So hopefully we can move that out into the real you know, commercial network world and get ourselves some, you know, Money. Get ourselves some traction. Mm. Well, onto the Jets. They are littered with injuries. Yeah. Um, like Laurie said before, they've got five center halves out. Yeah, which is a nightmare. But they've just signed Ian Fife, which is good because I hate that bloke. So we get to abuse him. I can't stand him. Um, I think he's only a couple of years younger than me, though, isn't he? Probably. <laughs> just about that. So he's about sixty-three. I thought, he, right. I th- I thought he. I thought he. I thought he was about like a day under seventy-five. <laughs> I thought, well, it, too, I thought it was you pretty You know what? Old. I'm too tired to throw insults at you tonight. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm just out of it. And It's, you know, I think, um, I don't know, it's weird. I want to get fired up for these F3 derbies. Yeah, there yeah, there's a quick Google search. Ian Fife is 34. Oh, Jesus. Um, I want to get fired up for these games and I always used to, and I still do, but honestly, I couldn't even name half their squad. And we're missing. Yeah, neither can I. And we're missing as Probably much as we, we wanted care. to hate him. The Sackwack versus Hutch. This gave, so beyond, yeah. that was what the game was yeah. built on. Yeah, this gave us an identity, yeah. and we loved that stuff. But yeah, you know, I couldn't got, stand the bloke, but I'd love him to be back. Yeah, well, we <laughs> wanted him to come to our stadium so that we could abuse him. Yeah. That was the primary, you know. And then the same. That was the same with Newcastle and Hutch. Mm. Yeah, of course. So and, yeah, there's just none of that going through there. So, and given you know how much the players you know move from team to team to team, then how do you rebuild that? Mm. That's what I was saying before to um, to Laurie that yeah. all the players know each other now because <laughs> yeah. you know it's just like a merry-go-round, yeah, circus kind of thing where they, you know move on to the next club. Mm. Some more than others, Liam. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. F- feel like there's going to be a pretty good-sized crowd there on the weekend, so hopefully 
both teams turn up. Hopefully they understand, even if it's only their first or their second or their third or three derby, um, hopefully they understand what it means and they put on a good game to build from here because, yeah, I just, yeah, like we've said lots of times, the passion just isn't there like it was before. Um, I still hate them, but it's not like it was. It's tough. Yep, agreed. It's tough, but I think we can do them. Like Sean said before, try and build it up again. We need, Ned just needs time to try and build it up again, try and yeah. get a good crew. Hopefully, there's a lot of travelling fans. That go up on, on Sunday. Yeah, Speaking of which, get, get on, on the bus. Yeah. I know I've just mentioned the bus, but get on the bus. Honestly. Get on the damn bus. Get on the party bus. It'll be fun. And why do you want to be on there and be up there after that? Remember what it was like after the last game up there, boys? We so had a good. one-all It draw, was fantastic. And it felt like we'd won the grand final. Your missus punched a cop. My missus <laughs> <laughs> got involved with the riot police. A few, uh, <laughs> few kids with bucket hats tried to start shit. It was fun times. Good yeah, times. we were having a great time. And we no, didn't but even so win the main game. reason you go up is for the social thing, you know, Games on. See some people, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun being in that bay. Yeah. You'll abuse it. It's great fun. Well, I think on the pitch, I think we can do them if we, as long as we don't play like we did on the weekend, stating the obvious. Um, If we play like we did against Adelaide. We need to fire up. Yeah, we do. I think we saw Fab today said um, to probably Tyson and the club something about we wanted to win this for the fans, and that's that's obviously what we want to hear. We Mm. want to hear the players fired up and they should obviously know what game this is and what it means to us it's obviously the biggest game or the game that we look forward to the most and we look forward to beating them and that didn't happen last season and we want to beat them yeah I think on the pitch I think Wayne Brown's probably going to be the most dangerous Um, he looked pretty Mm -hmm. good in pre-season he's looked pretty good during the season he's looked pretty frustrated really um, with some of the players around him, but I think he sort, of, he sort of reminds me of Roy a bit. He does, yeah. He, he sort of he's very passionate. Does, does a lot. Of, does a lot of yeah, um, does a lot of running, off. but doesn't really get the service. Yeah. Left early in the city game with an injury. Anyone? Mm. That's what I think happened. And uh, Nigel Bugard. I think, I think Bugard's as much as we love to hate Bugard. I think he's a big loss in centre back for them. So yeah. do I. Yeah, hence why Fife. But uh, Brown. If, if Fife comes going to be in or out, but you reckon uh, Fife's going to come straight in to start? Is so. he is he fit? Probably not. He's probably 108 bloody kilos and <laughs> eating cheeseburgers last week, and then he gets the call. That's how the A League works. Donuts. Um, no, I think we can do them, but easily. Uh, I'm. I, I'd love to. I'd love to say I'm confident. The football gods can hear. I'd love to say I'm confident, but I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, we said, we said last week we were confident, and then what, that that happened. Yeah, we're not asking for. I'm, you I'm just going to go in with a little confidence, and then hope that we come out of it with a win. aim low. I feel like it's a six <laughs> pointer though. Like we said before, I feel like it's when, a six yeah, pointer. Yeah, well, this early in the season, which is not good to say, but um, a win against them will um, evaporate last weekend's poor result. Um, thanks again to Sidelines for supporting us on this podcast. Uh, we've got Trivia Night coming up. Don't forget to book for that. Um, if, if you're by yourself and you don't have a team, just buy a ticket and you come along on the night. We'll put you in a team. Um, there's about 55 tickets, so grab one. And um, yeah, just come down. It'll be a fun night. Uh, we're going to be doing trivia on the bus as well up, up to uh, Newcastle. So should be a good night. And thank you for listening. Bye. Cheerio. Shine. They said I
because it did set fucking ring up from the guy That is the two toother. Take me back to the sweet times that night. This one goes out to Ian. To the summertime. To the summertime. To the summertime. In the summertime. In the summertime, we love the summertime. I'm seriously tired, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's your problem? Cool story, bro. I barely made it through this. It is. You've had a couple of days to I'm, get over. Last I'm week. really struggling. And the weekend. I played a 9:15 game last night. Oh yeah, that's. I didn't go to sleep till yeah, like 12, screws, and I'm up at. Horrible draw. Takes me a week to recover from that crap. <sighs> Takes me a week to recover from walking upstairs. Because <laughs> I'm so unfit. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Why are we still recording this shit? He's trying to catch us saying something silly <laughs> You know me too, well. <laughs> I need to go back to Aaron's Do you want me to loop that? I can make a dance remix out of that if you want Like Matty Ryan's Woo! Yeah This is still going, by the way Woo! Bondi Rescue, good show. Do you think this episode's long enough? Probably. Too long. Take me back to the sweet times. What happened to Thirsty Mark? I saw him live last year. They're probably still That's, around. Uh, at the Halakalani. Surfing every day. Yeah. Oh, awesome. They live in Canberra Was that now. the band that was in an accident? <laughs> yeah. I saw them about two weeks after the accident. They had a... Someone died, didn't they? Uh, one of the... Probably one of the roadies or something like that. But they had a fill-in drummer because the drummer was still... Nostril. Uh, hurt from it. Mm. They were awesome, though. They were really good. <laughs> this song is really long, man. I didn't realise how... How long is it? Four minutes and nine seconds. No, that's sort of normal. If you're still listening to this... You have some what are you doing? problems. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Listening to us. If you're still listening to this, you're probably married tomorrow. Don't wait for this shit. <laughs> or your Luke's mum. I appreciate it. Didn't she say that on the weekend? She loves. We all we all appreciate. Hello, Karen. Hello, Mel. Which is weird because she hates football, but she likes listening to you talk. She likes. No, Aaron's misses beating up on riot police. (laughs) (laughs) There's that that laugh again. I'm going to get some knuckle dusters for this weekend. Oh, she's not coming, is she? I will go home and ask special permission. (sighs) I will try and get her there. I will. I will say to her, Jimmy is most disappointed. Luke's even more disappointed. We'll bring some smokies. And we'll get on the party bus. We're going to pull that blonde... Party bus? We're going to pull that blonde-haired kid's hair. 
That's a big last threat. time, last what time kids? we got on the old. Oh, the one with the the uh, one with the long blonde hair with the bucket hat. Uh, he's gonna, only twelve. We're gonna pull his hair. Neck minute wig. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. You were saying before. You were saying before how you mm-hmm. know people people upstairs don't you know literally drop shit on us. Mm-hmm. Well, I seem to recall that they may have literally. Throwing a few cups of piss on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I have done <laughs> Just that. Just quietly, that seems... Lovely fans. Yeah. No, back Welcome to our stadium. Here's a cup of piss on back your Back in season back one in and day. two, they used to sell... Um, I don't know if they do, still do or not, but they used to sell full cans of Pepsi, and they would throw them down at us, mm. and coins and all that mm. sort of shit. So we have had some literal problems. Proper away day right there. But in recent days, it's pygmies arriving in the bay. And I remember watching. Um, it's not a proper away day unless you smell like piss and you got a bruised he- and you got a bruised head. We're walking out of the stadium <laughs> and some kid um, started banging a drum in one of our faces. And I think it was Roddy punched a hole in the drum, and the kid started crying, going, "It isn't mine. It's from school. I've borrowed it." <laughs> Oops. That's what you get for being a scummer. <laughs> Actually, that was something funny last night, was after I'd done my little interview that I did the obligatory um, tweet saying, nice to catch up for a chat, blah, blah, with et cetera, et cetera, tagged the Jets, tagged uh, Todd, and hashtagged FTS and watched him retweet. retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> More people. Re- and then other I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he does know what it is, but he still retweets it. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I enjoyed that. 